The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining us right here on Tuesday night. It is January 23rd, 2024. This is Tuesday Night Titans, episode number 31. I am JD from New York. As always, joined by my very good friend and co-host on Tuesday nights, the $5 billion man, Andrew Baydala. What is going on, man? Boy, I wish I was worth five billion bucks. Boy, I'll tell you what. Tell you WWE that. is. WWE is worth $5 billion, and we're going to get into all Whoa. that. Well, uh, Raw is it for sure, yeah. But uh, today, breaking news. This guy texted me at like 7.30 in the morning. Uh, hey, listen, man, it's time to wake up. Time to wake yeah, up. So we got been, some serious said, business going on. I said, get your ass up. And I never got a response. And I was like, okay, he's he's up then. I get it. Uh, no, I was actually still sleeping. I didn't get up till 9 o'clock. And then I look at Twi- I look at your text. And then I look at Twitter. And I'm like, the fuck am I waking up too bad? I got... This news about Raw, The Rock. I got Okada heading to NXT. I'm like, what the fuck's going on this you almost, morning? You almost made me spit out my espresso here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get up at five o'clock. I do my daily routine, um, and all of a sudden it was like, bing, bing, bing. I was like, wait a second, what's happening here? And what do you usually say, man? They're uh, they're playing chess, not checkers. Now they have a, a strategic time, place, and uh, and date where they just kind of, you know, what this is a good time to do it. You know, right before the you Royal know, Rumble. I've always had an immense amount of respect for Nick Khan. Um, he is the biggest hire that WWE has ever had in terms of business-wise, and you could argue with your mama. Uh, but I'll tell you this much, you know. Um, Let's talk about it. Let's. What do you guys want to talk about? We're gonna. We'll talk about this real quick. Yes, WWE and Warner Brothers Discovery did not come to their media rights. Wow, man! Are you, wow, are you kidding me, man? What happened? I well, mean, holy shit! We were we were wrong, man. What happened there? So we were wrong because WWE ended up with Netflix. Raw went to Netflix. I don't think anybody was offering WWE $500 million and $10 billion. No. Netflix did. They got the raw media rights. Good for them. It's healthy for the industry. It's healthy for business. I love it. It's the stuff that gets me going in the morning besides my espresso. It gets me going in the afternoon and in the evening. It's the business of professional wrestling. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, WWE and Warner Bros. Discovery were in deep talks, and if WWE was going to keep Raw on television, they would have ended up on Warner Bros. Discovery, from what I was told. Now, that didn't happen. So, yes, my prediction, 
was wrong because I believe that Raw would stay on TV. Uh, and if it was going to stay on TV, it was going to be with Warner Brothers Discovery. They are on a streaming platform, which your boy has stated a million times. You have. Two years ago, three years ago, I stated WWE and the NFL, NBA, NHL, watch out for the streaming players. And I got laughed off the internet. Well, you could dance on my grave now. I got a $100 bomb. I know. Let's, uh, uh, you- let, me, let, me, let me, I don't want to cut you off. Let me address that first because that's uh, that's a lot of money there. Jason Barker with a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, man. Triple H and Nick Khan are cooking, he says. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like, Drew, like Drew said, Nick Khan may be the, right now, especially this stage of his, of his life, the, the greatest hire that Vince McMahon's had uh, in this late stage of his life, for sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, WWE and Netflix is beautiful. It's great for the business. There's a lot of things which we'll discuss. But, yes, um, although I've gotten a lot of things right, this was one that I did not see coming. I did not see WWE pulling Monday Night Raw off of TV, but it has. And that's that. I, I just saw, I just got a text, actually. William Regal's back on NXT TV. Good yeah, that's what the chat was saying. Yeah, I, I don't know what uh, he'll be doing down there. I was hoping to see him on the main roster, maybe a GM on SmackDown when Nick Aldis eventually makes the transition to in-ring. Uh, but uh, he's back on NXT, and that's good for him, man. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. He's, uh, I just want to make favorite. sure, is everybody good now? We good? Where I addressed it. We're yeah, you move should on be, now. Yeah, you you should be fine. You should be fine. I don't. I mean, but bro, oh, listen, no, no, no. I'm bro, just listen. Saying. All I'm those, just all, all those people right now, man, that are waiting for you to admit that you got it wrong, man. They're all watching. They're all watching. No matter what, man. They're in the I chat. Mean, I mean, everybody watches. I know. Uh, listen, uh, we have a lot to get into tonight. I want to add on top of what Drew said. The WWE Network back when it launched in 2014, revolutionary. Um, hmm. It was. The brainchild of Vince McMahon. Uh, Vince McMahon is a revolutionary. Nobody will ever do what Vince McMahon has done for the wrestling business ever again. There will only be one Vince McMahon. I look at this, Drew, as the Monday Night Raw deal to Netflix. They could have easily went to network television. They could have stayed with uh, with an NBCU. They could have went to Warner Brothers Discovery like we discussed several weeks ago. They took a chance because WWE loves to be the leader in the industry. They love to take the risk and be that revolutionary force that others will follow. And I think this is really going to set the table for a lot of other sports, a lot of other organizations, a lot of other live programming to start to, you're going to start to see that normalized now on Netflix and across Hulu and and everywhere in between. So WWE did this for a strategic reason, not only because they got paid, I'll, I'll get to that, but not only because they got paid, but, yeah, uh, they they are setting the trend, and they want to be at the forefront of that. Yeah, and again, you know what? Uh, kudos to them. Again, Nick Khan uh, does what he does best, and then he gets the best possible deal for when he was an agent, and now being the president of WWE. Nick Khan knows business. Okay, so uh, Nick Khan is taking things a step ahead, maybe than some. Some people like to, you know, see what others do. Nick wants to be at, and WWE seems like they want to be at the forefront. That's always been the Ramo, even with Vince, but even now more so with Nick Khan, um, you really just have to admire the type of business and money revenue that this man has been able to produce for WWE in terms of just selling their weekly episodic television and their media rights. It is astronomical. Somebody asked me on X, what, with, you know, when they sold, do you think they undersold for what, what you know, TKO bought it for? And I said at this moment, yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. Uh, we got another $100 bomb in here. Danny Rage 
with a $100 super chat. JD and Drew, you guys are the best part of my Tuesdays. JD, I hope Vic Joseph gets the SmackDown job just so I can hear your shriek weekly. And Drew, more spaces on X, please. Danny Rage, thank you so much, brother, for the 100. And Jason Barker also for the 100, man. You guys can follow suit just like these two fine gentlemen and get your super chats in. If you have any questions regarding the Raw deal to Netflix, if you're concerned about something, please leave it in the super chat. Drew uh, mostly is going to handle the business side of things. We will get into every single aspect of this in just a second. So thank you guys very much for uh, all of that. Uh, more spaces, yeah. man. Danny, well, you know, it's funny. There were I have had a lot of DMs and text messages, and somebody, and I, I don't, I'm not tooting my own home, but somebody called me the king of spaces. They say, nobody runs the spaces like you, and you should be on the radio. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, it's always fun when JD jumps in and we could co-host a show together. We had 5,000 people on a whim on a Friday. Bro, we had, what would you say? We had 700 live listening just on a fucking, uh, on, a, on a spaces that was set up in 15 minutes on Seth Rollins. Listen, your favorite podcaster could never. Okay? <laughs> could never. Could I already, never. I already have heat with everybody, man. Come on now. Whatever. Anyway. Um, shout out to Corey Saunders. Shout out to my buddy, um, Blake Mitchmore, whose birthday was a couple days ago. And shout out to my buddy, Anthony Perry, AP, who I play football with. His birthday is today. I had to get that out. Sorry, JD. Thanks. Blake's good people, man. Always good discussion with Blake. Even though he's I a Cowboys to, fan, huh? I know. I talk to Blake every morning. We have coffee together. Um well, we over the phone, but we have coffee together and uh, we just talk about life and stuff like that. And Blake is uh, one of my best friends. So we're going to get into it, man. Uh, first of all, I want to get into some business here. Number one, follow us on social media on X. It's going to be a huge, huge, huge weekend. So make sure you guys are following both of us at JD from NY206 and at Andrew Baydala on X. Uh, we'll be live tweeting uh, our thoughts about the Royal Rumble and everything in between this weekend. Make sure you guys go and hit that subscribe button on this channel. Thank you guys for the huge support today. We uploaded uh, a little bit of a quick, in real time thoughts on the raw Netflix deal. It's already at 20,000 views after like five hours. I gained like 50 subs off of it today. We're about 300 away from 152. So thank you guys very much for that. It's going to be a huge weekend. I'm expecting a large audience for the Royal Rumble. And make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Looking for a 1,000 likes, man. We already have 2,200 people in here and counting and growing. So get those likes up. It helps out the channel and this podcast tremendously. And as always, Super Chats are open. Whatever you want to ask in regards to today's breaking news, sound off the Super Chats and the comments section are yours. Yeah, guys, uh, even if it's like five bucks, ask it. I will give you a long answer on any business question you have or if you have a sports question. Ask it. If you want to ask JD a booking question, ask it. We will 100% give you the time of day and answer it. Um, I do want to talk about how you somebody said, Vic Joseph, uh, I'm all for Mr. Pat Mack. If you get Pat back on my television. As a play-by-play? -play? That's the man. Not as play-by-play. You listen to me, Corey. Well, I, I have what, 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 what you got. What you can't see right now is I have a little. I have a little uh, prayer circle over there in the corner of of the uh, uh, of the uh, office, and, I, and I'm praying that Moro Ronaldo got a secret phone call and he's going to be on Friday night. I listen. I like me some Moro, but is is he? Does he want to travel? Does he want to do this type of stuff anymore? Do we so know? This is a good question. I don't know. He's off social media, so I mean that's half of the right. fucking battle right there. You don't have to deal with the fucking geeks online. And first of all, you are crazy, Pat's a that's a G. 
I love Pat McAfee. I listened to his show today for the first time in months just because Nick Khan was on there. I listened. Good old, good old Nicky Khan paying for his uh, college tuition through Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. That's crazy, man. I listened to that today. That's uh, it was uh, it was a good uh, little segment there with Nick Khan. A lot of uh, stuff to digest, which I have uh, some notes on, which we'll get into. But uh, let's get into the Monday Night Raw stuff, man. I have a whole list of questions here. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to get into. We got another bomb. Holy shit! You guys are fucking going crazy tonight, man. That's exactly. These are where the bombs need to be. It's TNT. These are where the bombs need to live. Unbelievable. Phantom sixty-seven with a one hundred dollars super chat. He says, "I don't have Netflix, but I will." Still excited for Monet and Okada. TNT. LFG. Phantom sixty-seven. Thank you so very much for your one hundred dollars super chat. Along I think with. I Go ahead. Along Go ahead. with Danny Rage and Jason, thank you guys very much. I think I should address this comment real quick because it was, a, I mean, it's a hundred bucks. So it automatically yeah. goes to the top of the list. Um, who is, what's the name? Phantom 67. Phantom, Phantom 67. Um, I believe it was Canadian too. So what's up? Yeah. Eh? Um, fellow French Canadian. So I don't live in Canada though. Pretty much Minnesota. Um, but I will say this, there is certain things. So let's just say a lot of people are going to ask this question, but he gave a hundred bucks. So let's talk about it. You could set up a Netflix account and allow your friends or family to jump on there, okay? It's not like they shut you down at two. Um, you could buy a package. Uh, for, I think it's like 20 bucks a month, and I think that enables like four to five people. I'll get the exact numbers. But basically, you just have to go in and allow people. So realistically, you could cut a lot of other streaming services out and save the money if you divide the cost by four or five people. I do... I'm not a, a wrestling junkie and I bought TNA plus because I'm sharing it with five other people. It cost me like two bucks. Who cares? You know what? It's just something else. If I want to go back and watch something, be smart with your money. If you could split something and save something like Disney, Hulu, Netflix, do it. It's very easy. Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely in one of the questions that I had uh, lined up today, which we will get into. Uh, thank you guys very much again for the generosity tonight. Love to see it on TNT. And you guys are uh, quickly paying for uh this uh, new intro that I have uh, getting uh, made, which should be ready in a month. I didn't tell Drew yet, but uh, it's already under, to hear. Uh, under construction. Uh, anyway, uh, we have um, Monday Night Raw. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. I'm not going to read the entire Variety article because we know the gist of it. The deal, Drew, is valued at $500 million per year over 10 years. Netflix has the option. This is a very important uh, asterisk here. Netflix has the option to opt out after the initial five years and to extend for an additional 10, which could realistically mean that they're with Netflix for 20 years. By comparison, sources say that WWE's current five-year deal for Raw with NBCU is worth approximately $250 million to $260 million per year. Now, there were other... I'm going to stop there for a second. There were other content creators today that I, uh, that I caught wind of. Uh, I will not name. But You watch other people? Uh, well, I mean... I, I need ahead. something to do while I'm taking notes as uh, mindless background noise. Uh, but some people, Drew, said that this deal was not enough for Monday Night Raw. Do you agree with that statement that their $500 million <clears throat> a year here is not enough and it should have been a little bit more? So, again, I think that number that was reported, $500 million just for Raw, is inaccurate. And that's the inaccuracies of uh, the reporting that was going on. Netflix gave WWE $500 million for Raw, the media rights in the United States per year. That's, a, that's accurate, okay? Uh, and North America, I should say. But they also, internationally, Netflix is getting SmackDown, 
Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. NXT and all of the PLEs. So it is a massive deal. Did they underpay? No. Did Raw have gotten more money? No. Uh, I I, I want to say, if you go look at the like the, the breakdown of the numbers, I want to say that Raw got, you know, 1.4 more, like what, the, you know, overall. And that's a lot. I'm not talking about 1.4 million. I'm talking about 1.4, like 30% raise, 40% raise of their current deal. That's massive. Absolutely massive. Nick Khan's number was $500 million. And he got it, but there's a lot of different avenues that he got it that broke up that pie for the Netflix deal. But, I mean, you could spin it however you want. They got $500 million for Raw, plus internationally Netflix gets all this other stuff. Now, so, now, now the initial 500 that was reported today, is there mm-hmm. a chance that with the, I would say, the addition of other geographical locations that are to be added over time here internationally – is WWE looking at potentially more than $500 million, uh, and this could maybe be bumped up from what we see today? Um, well, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think after five years, basically what Netflix has done is if for some reason they can't land and expand their portfolio and grab everything that Peacock has right now, all of the tape library, all of the United States PLEs, 
then they might look at this deal and say, okay, let's look at it, you know, year to year, end over end. Is this really worth it for us to continue? This also for Netflix opens the door. This is kind of uh, them breaking ground to see if they can acquire maybe some sports media rights. So if for some reason they're dissatisfied with Monday Night Raw, which I would highly doubt, then they have the option to opt out out of five years if they don't get the, you know, uh, media rights or streaming rights deals for the PLEs and the tape library from NBCU, who currently owns that, then maybe they look at this again and say, eh, I don't want this. But after that five-year window, after that closes, they're locked in for 10. And then after that 10-year window, you would assume that they're going to lock WWE in for another 10 years, which is a 20-year deal, which is massive. This is why Netflix landed the media rights for Monday Night Raw and hopefully everything else that comes with it because nobody was willing to do this, in my opinion, and from what has been reported, then Netflix. So Netflix you're, you're, is- you're in line of thinking the, the same way that I said on my on my extra that I did today, earlier this afternoon. You're realistically looking at Netflix with the Peacock deal ending in 2026. They're going to land the entire library. Netflix, the entire uh, WWE catalog in the library is going to be on Netflix after that Peacock deal is over. Yeah, I would say that that's a very high possibility. I think Netflix becomes a big primetime player in that because they've already, they already have the international PLE rights. They already have SmackDown and NXT internationally wise. And if they could get the tape library and get the North American PLE rights. Yeah. I think that's what they're doing. I think NBCU wanted that. They ended up with SmackDown and they just said, I don't know if we could afford raw at this particular moment. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, so uh, 250 million to 260 million per year was the deal with NBCU, and now, like I said, it's 500 million per year for the next 10 years. Uh, so, moving on from that aspect, WWE's current deal with NBC Universal has Raw airing on USA Network until 2024. This was another big thing that was talked about in the community today. According to an individual with knowledge of the situation, this is from Variety. Exactly where Raw will air between the end of that deal and the beginning of the Netflix deal is still being determined. Now, I said that with SmackDown airing on NBCU and USA Network starting in October, I think Nick Khan kind of let the cat out of the bag. He said uh, October 1st is when they start up. That's a Tuesday by my uh, calendar. So we may actually see SmackDown being moved to Tuesday like Drew had actually alluded to months ago. Um, we're looking at Monday Night Raw up until October 2024, and they're not going to have a contract with any TV rights uh, up until they start with Netflix. So at that point, Drew, I think they stay they stay with NBCU because of the relationship and the business relationship that they had for so, so many years. And then when we get to January, then everything shifts over to Netflix. I do think I made a notation here that a lot of the rights internationally in Canada and the United Kingdom are not, are not up until the end of 2024, and WWE may want everything to be in sync when Netflix launches in January 2025. Is that a, an accurate assessment there? Yes. Okay. To your question, though, that gap, that October to you know January gap, right? Yeah. WWE could do this numerous ways, okay? Um, they're going to want to heavily promote and this is where a lot of you guys and girls are going to like the light bulb is going to go off. In my opinion, um, WWE could promote this Netflix Raw's headed to Netflix. This is the exclusive place for just like they did with the network. And WWE could take raw off of USA NBCU's programming and put it on a streaming only service so that you get used, whether it's Peacock for those three months or it's YouTube TV or it's, you know, something somewhere else. 
so that you kind of understand that Raw is no longer on USA. They could do that for three months. Could WWE extend the window with USA from October to November 30 or December 31st? Absolutely. January, whatever. Sure, they, they absolutely could do that. That's a viable option too. But I'm telling you, I think that they might, WWE might try something out for three months where Raw is no longer on USA Network and you got to get used to a streaming platform for Monday Night Raw until they make the complete flip. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't really think of that, that they could potentially move Raw to Peacock to get everybody used to seeing it on a streaming service similar to what you're going to be seeing in January on Netflix. I like that idea. Could be on ESPN Plus, could be wherever they decide to. I think Peacock, because they have, I think they're going to keep it where they have a relationship. So NBCU could still say, hey, 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 please don't take Raw off. Come on. Like, okay, fine. That's, we won't take it off, but we want people to get used to it not being on USA. SmackDown will be there on Tuesdays or if they decide to keep it on Fridays. But let's put Raw on Peacock for three months so people get used to finding it. Then they're going to have to find it on Netflix. So it's very convoluted, but I do believe that they're going to explore their options on a streaming-only based platform for those three months or just keep it on USA. Another $100 bomb. Another $100 bomb. You guys are going absolutely fucking bonkers tonight, man. Holy shit. We appreciate this. Mr. Unknown with a $100 super chat. I don't want to throw off the conversation in the slightest. But I believe that Okada is WWE bound and will land at the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. Also, it'll be a test to see if he's ready for the main roster or needs NXT. Uh, Mr. Unknown, first of all, thank you so much for the $100 Super Chat. Second, uh, if Okada is to be in the Royal Rumble, he needs to get clearance from New Japan because he has dates up until the middle of February with Bushiroad. Uh, and he uh, needs to, I guess, get those out of the way. But Mania... If he's going to be with WWE, I don't know why you don't put him at WrestleMania. And AJ Styles, I, I see a lot of people mentioning AJ Styles as the perfect opponent for a dream match at WrestleMania. It's a possibility, but uh, again, whatever was reported about Okada, we'll get into it. It was debunked today by SAP, so we'll, we'll get into that later. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, uh, because you gave $100, I do want to, I'll touch on this a little yeah. bit. I think Okada is very intrigued by training with Shawn Michaels. I, I know Nakamura went to you know, NXT and all that other stuff. But um, I could see Okada getting TV ready at the Performance Center with Sean, training directly with Sean and some other people so that he knows hard cams and everything else like that, WWE style of production. But to see him in NXT would shock me. Yeah, that's a little that's a little bit of a mind fuck, honestly, to see Okada and, and someone of his stature on NXT television with all those young kids and young superstars down there. It's just, it just, it's like the Twilight Zone. I mean, you don't, you don't bring in somebody like that and put them on NXT, but... You know, I'll always remember that when AJ first came to the WWE, he said, man, I wish I spent six months to a year on NXT just to get WWE TV ready. So if AJ is saying that, then I don't know why it would be any different for Okada. So Yeah, I agree. Um, Continuing the Monday Night Raw discussion. Under the deal, Netflix will become the exclusive home of Raw in the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Latin America, and other territories once the deal begins with more countries and regions to be added over time. Netflix will also become the television home for all WWE shows outside the U.S. That includes the weekly shows, SmackDown, NXT, as well as the annual live events like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and the Royal Rumble, as well as documentaries, original series, and additional projects, which we will get into. Those uh, are some of the questions that I have lined up here for the additional discussion we have. Uh, In its relatively short history... Netflix has engineered a phenomenal track record for storytelling, said Nick Khan. 
We believe Netflix, as one of the world's leading entertainment brands, is the ideal long-term home for Raw's live, loyal, and ever-growing fan base. Mark Shapiro, the president of TKO, uh, president and COO, I should say, of TKO, says this deal is transformative. It marries the can't-miss WWE product with Netflix's extraordinary global reach and locks a significant and predictable economic for many years. Our partnership fundamentally alters and strengthens the media landscape, dramatically expands the reach of WWE, and brings weekly live appointment viewing to Netflix. Now, the, now the deal is the final step in WWE's latest round of TV rights deals. Everything is locked down now. It was previously announced that the rights to SmackDown were sold to NBCU and the USA Network in a five-year deal that got them $1.4 billion. Not long after it was announced that NXT would be moving from the USA Network to the CW Source close to the deal pegged the value to WWE on NXT about $20 million to $25 million a year, also for five years. Now, I'll stop there. Um, as far as the reach, Drew, about Netflix, I have some uh, top statistics here in Netflix just to give you guys a glimpse of what Nick Khan was talking about and what Mark Shapiro was talking about. 247 million subscribers right now at the end of Q3 for Netflix it's a lot of fucking subscribers, 247 million, 24 billion in revenue for the first three quarters of 2023. Uh, Netflix is responsible for 8% of all video time globally, uh, and that is just unbelievable. And I got more uh, as we'll get into the discussion, but and this, this deal is just mind-blowing once you read more about it. And going back to the... Major yeah, Netflix has 77.3 million subscribers between the U.S. and Canada. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous. And, and then going back to the to the major shows, like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, I know uh, that a lot of people were making the discussion about will there be ads? Will there be a tiered system for a basic program where you get ads thrown into the live feed or a mm -hmm. premium service where you get no ads, and maybe we get what WWE does for the pay-per-views. We get some highlights and some video packages, some long-form content in between to break up the show uh, like they do on the PLEs. Is it a possibility here? And I'm just throwing this out there. Is it a possibility that when WWE gets settled on Netflix, that we go to that tiered system that we were talking about months ago, if WWE landed with the ESPN+, Plus, that UFC tiered service where you sign up, and then you have to pay for the uh, big-time events like WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. Are we looking at something like that potentially here to add to the overall revenue that WWE is getting from this deal? So I think with Raw um, being on Netflix, I think you could see a, a tiered um, type of subscription service with Netflix. Yes, I think that's possible without ads because there won't. Netflix doesn't have ads to begin with. Now, I don't quite know how that would look. You could, you know, charge 25 bucks a month. If the PLEs went over there, you could charge $25 a month. You get raw, you get the PLEs. I'm talking about uh, North America wise, because the PLEs are already over, going to be over there international. Um, and you could do that where it's like 25 bucks a month. You get the tape library, you get the PLEs, you get raw and it's all commercial free. And what I mean by commercial free is there's still going to be like sponsorships. There's still going to be ads, quote unquote, on Monday Night Raw, it's just not going to be a full commercial where you can get up and go to the bathroom or something. We're going to have the picture-in-picture picture where it's the small box and the big box, and the small box has something where it's like, you know, a Netflix special that's coming, or you'll have an announcer do a read live on the air with a little, you know, clip it from 
uh, Chappelle stand-up, et cetera, et cetera, that Netflix is promoting. This is going to be a heavily Netflix-branded ads or all Netflix-branded ads. Um, so, you know, to say that there won't be ads, yeah, there's not going to be commercials. You won't have 45-second commercials or, you know, a minute and 45 seconds of total commercials during a segment or whatever. That's going to go away. How they incorporate that is completely up to Netflix. Um, and I do believe that you'll see um, ad revenue and marketing and all that other stuff on WWE Raw. It's just going to be done geared towards Netflix branding. But, you know, um, three hours with no commercials, it's a lot to write for. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. I want th That's definitely in the questions that I have lined up here. Uh, going back to the, uh, to the ads, um, mm -hmm. is it also a realistic possibility now that, you know, Nick Khan and, you know, with Endeavor buying WWE and, and kind of, you know, using the similar, the similarities between UFC and WWE, is this, is this also something that we may see as far as branding on the ring mat, branding on the turnbuckles and branding around the, sure. the, the ringside area? Is that going to play into the advertisements that we do see yes. when Monday Night Raw goes over to Netflix now? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Monday Night Raw stage might have set, might have a big Netflix logo um on uh, the top of it or the side of it or whatever and they might have you know aw does the woo energy stuff on the, the yes. two sides uh and some other things fight forever when they were doing that i could very much see that with wwe on netflix there's going to be ad revenue generated from this netflix deal with monday night raw uh and again the tears not quite sure how they're going to get there i could originally you know see when this deal happens and and we start to get to see WWE programming on Netflix in 2025, I could see them raising their per month cost by two or three dollars because if you look at that, the numbers right now um, say that there's 77.3 million subscribers in the US and Canada. Now that it's the exclusive home for Monday Night Raw, I would suggest that in Q4, or I would believe that in Q4, which is quarter four of 2024, I would say that Netflix subscribers might jump eight to 10 million just because of WWE. So you're looking at 80 set big and it could be more, but if you could, you know, grab eight to 10 million, that's me lowballing it. If you grab eight to 10 million more subscribers and they got to pay $3 more a month than what they're originally, you know, the 999 or the 1499, that's a lot of freaking money, dude. Yeah. A lot. So I could see that happening. I could see Netflix raising their prices by a couple bucks. Um, and if they wanted to get crazy, they could raise it by five to 10 bucks. I mean, I think, the, the North American consumer is going to consume it. And they're going to pay it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for people like us, I mean, I'm going to pay it. I mean, it's going to end up being a write off for me. So I don't, I'm not right. really looking at it at a, as a big deal, but someone who works and has, again, this is in the line of questioning I have in a little bit, you know, someone who works a nine to five job, who's got subscriptions elsewhere, you know, coming out the ass. And, and now you got to add Netflix to it. If you didn't have Netflix before just to watch one WWE programming that you were already getting with your cable TV, cable TV package. I mean, that's a lot of money. It, it's, it's difficult it, it for, is. for it's wrestling a, it, fans. It's a large commitment for a wrestling fan to ask. And, you know, wrestling fans, uh, the normal income is, um, you know, I would say middle to low class. So, um, and I understand that. And I think WWE understands that. And I, I think that's why they're going to try and get something all encompassing if the money's right. And I think Netflix will be that place, you know? Um, I think, you know, USA having SmackDown, I think SmackDown might become sort of like your PG PG show on USA. And I think raw might get a little bit more edgier, but I don't think it's going to be anything crazy, but yeah, it's a lot to ask of, of a middle-class income to, you know, continuously 
you know, 20 bucks a month for Netflix and then whatever Peacock is, what is it like 10 bucks a month? Yeah. And then you got to pay for either cable or, or a streaming service that has cable. So you could see, um, SmackDown, uh, NXT and AEW. It's a lot, a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Uh, acquiring the rights to Raw solidifies Netflix and their push into live programming. Obviously they have tested the waters with live streaming as of late in March, 2023, they debuted its first ever live event with Chris Rock. Uh, they followed up with a live Love is Blind reunion that I tuned in for live because uh, I, I watched all season, that season. And uh, and uh, it was a fucking just complete shit show. It was just... You could have saved yourself and said your wife wanted to watch well, it. Well, well no. Uh, uh, they aired multiple live events since uh, then, mostly the 30th Screen Actors Guild Awards. Uh, so... They have dabbled in it, Drew. Uh, are, are they going to... I'm sure they'll be ready by January 2025. I mean... They're going to have to make sure that everything is picture perfect for this launch and not like a Love is Blind reunion where it was a complete shit show. Yeah, this isn't uh, this isn't Camp Snoopy. This is <laughs> this is this is the big time. So, yeah, they'll and this is WWE and they're, they're big. They are big, big time. So when you bring that over to Netflix, everything's got to be a one. The production's got to be clean. And I, this is the first go of it from what I remember besides Love is Blind that they are going to have. Uh, live a live entity on their programming. So um, they have a year to get their shit together, and I think they will. And WWE will not allow them to be uh, Camp Snoopy. They're going to allow them. They want them to be Mickey Mouse. Such a move here is a necessity for Netflix. Obviously, WWE, like I mentioned before, they want to set the trend. Netflix is the leader in this industry doing this streaming uh, with multiple competitors already offering regular live sports programmings to their subscribers. Amazon, for example, locked up the exclusive rights to NFL's Thursday Night Football, which Drew has alluded to several weeks in a row here, for 10 years beginning with the 2023 season. Peacock, NBCU, uh, and the current home to the WWE li Library. Uh, they got all of the WWE Library, the uh, PLEs, and recently, Drew, they racked up 23 million viewers when it aired the NFL playoff game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. I believe that was the most streamed uh, event in, in yeah. streaming history, I believe. Yeah. Or some, and that's the, like other, that. that's the other thing. When I when I mentioned like 8 to 10 million more people signing up for Netflix, this is all-encompassing. You know, you have people who enjoy wrestling, but you have people who enjoy Stranger Things and all this other stuff that's on Netflix. You know, WWE's network numbers were, I think at their peak, were like 1.8, 1.9 million during obviously I think WrestleMania season. So, and that's just on the network. So if WWE could generate two to two and a half people, a million people to go over to Netflix and subscribe, that's a win for Netflix. But I think there's a vast market out there that WWE and Netflix are going to tap into with not only comedy specials, Chappelle's pretty much exclusive to, to Netflix. I don't know if he's got any more left. Um, the television shows that are on there, the I believe it's untold. Um, and then you have stuff like Stranger Things in television series that people want to watch. And, I, and I'm almost positive. Isn't um, Seinfeld on Netflix? Yes. So like, so, I mean, there's the, the, a lot. The, the, the Witcher, uh, yeah. Lucifer, uh, so, so a bunch of shit is on there. Yeah, there's a lot of like actual like streaming, yeah. you know, episodic shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, WWE is just kind of like the cherry on top of that Sunday. And it's a big cherry. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I, I do think that WWE is going to. Uh, generate at least one to two million subscribers by themselves added to Netflix bottom line. Just to give you guys a glimpse into what this is going to do internationally for WWE before we get into the questions here that I got for Drew and the chat. Uh, USA and Canada, like Drew said, 77 million people subscribe to Netflix. Latin America has 44 million 
and Asia Pacific, 43 million. And those are the largest Netflix markets internationally. So that is, uh, I mean, when you want, when you think WWE wants to break into international markets, you see, and you see them doing this and that and this and that. I mean, look at how many fucking people they're going to be welcoming in to see WWE internationally now. It's fucking crazy to even think about. It is. It is. And again, that's big business. And again, this deal doesn't include WWE's media rights for India, all that no. other stuff. So it's nuts. Nuts. So now let's get into these questions here. I know we kind of alluded to a few of them already and answered some of them. The TKO stock, I want to mention this first and foremost. Uh, it closed today at $89.63 a share. Uh, previous close was $77. It actually reached $95 today, I believe, in Closed at 89. So obviously everybody was excited about this news with Netflix and then obviously The Rock joining the board of directors for TKO. So uh, that is, uh, uh, I'm sure everybody there was very happy. They even had a- All good uh, signs when you're talking about like, oh, WWE's in the mud. Yeah. Were they ever? No, but when you watch a stock go up like that, like that means like the big boys think that WWE's making big boy moves. TKO is making big boy moves. Yeah. Uh, PLEs are going to be on Peacock, SmackDown's on cable TV, AEW's on cable TV, Raw's on Netflix. I know Drew alluded to this earlier. Is this going to be a burden for wrestling fans and to watch it's three, a lot. three different, three different, you know, situations here where you got to find where WWE programming is. They're all on different platforms. It's, it's going to be a little, to me, it's going to be a little bit of a burden for wrestling fans. It's a lot. You know, there's a lot of people in here right now, almost 3,000. Um, and it's a lot for, you know, um, your hard-working families to, who want to watch wrestling, uh, maybe with their children, or it's just an escape for them and they enjoy wrestling. It is a lot to ask, and WWE is asking it. So I think WWE, although, you know, the first, you know, goal of business is to make sure your business is profitable. They're, they are very profitable and will continue to be very profitable. They're a billion-dollar entity. Um, I do think that they will take that into consideration. And if Netflix offers them a market value, fair market value for um, the tape library and the PLEs for North America, I think they put it all on one. Um, but yeah. SmackDown and NXT are going to remain where they're at for now. Yeah, I could see the the tape library all moving to Netflix eventually. I'm expecting that to happen. Uh, it just makes uh, perfect sense here. Uh, as far as the live sports aspect, live episodic TV aspect compared to cable, like I said, WWE is setting the trends. How is this, Drew? Are we looking at a situation where we're going to look back on this date, January 23, 2024, where it's a benchmark, a turning point for live cable television, episodic television, sports on cable TV to now all start to shift and follow WWE's lead to streaming platforms. I mean, what is it going to look like? What is the landscape going to look at or look like next year, two years from now, five years from now? Are we going to start to see the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB start kind of bleeding onto these streaming platforms just like WWE and follow their lead? They already have. The NFL was the uh, first like entity to really do this, um, not with Sunday Ticket, because Sunday Ticket ended up on YouTube TV. Google bought that, and yeah, that was part of how they figured, okay, listen, you know, we we launched YouTube TV, and this was basically their way of gaining more subscribers and making money hand over fist. The NFL did it with Amazon. Thursday night became Amazon Prime for the NFL games, and if you don't believe that people watch it, go check the numbers, and people subscribe. They do. Everybody and their mother has an Amazon Prime account. Um, so, you know, it was an easy fix for them. And you've seen the NFL do stuff with the black Friday game 
and which was uh, a Peacock exclusive or another streaming platform exclusive. And now they did it with the NFL playoff game. So they've dipped their toes. Will the NFL take Monday night football? And maybe that, you know, Sunday night is already simulcast on Peacock Sunday night football because it's an NBC property, but could we see more of it? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is the, the testing for that type of stuff. Yes. Uh, we could also see, you know, just not sports. I mean, for example, um, I know, I know you don't like cable TV. I know. I know you're, you're yelling at me. Uh, I got to pay the bill. I'm sure. I'm sorry. Um, what about live weekly episodic comedies and sitcoms like, uh, for example, Big Bang Theory or like you mentioned, Seinfeld shows like that? Um, CSI. Are we going to start to see stuff like that, which is primarily on like a CBS or an NBC basic television? We're going to start to see shows like that bleed onto streaming and you have to sign up to specifically watch those shows on those platforms only and they're going to be taken off basic television? Um, I think there's more room for uh, creativity on the streaming platforms where Netflix is pretty much like as long as you adhere to like certain guidelines, they let the artist be the artist. So, I, yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, Ted, which is something that I powered through within a week, was fantastic um, on Peacock. And that, where could that show Nowhere. end up on? With the, with, the exactly. crude, with the crude humor that yeah. was on that show, forget about the it. Drug man. use, the crude humor, everything <laughs> about it. Was just, but you know what? It's It was fantastically written. Seth is, McFarland's a genius. So, um, you know, I, it's it was basically family guy in real life, truthfully. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I loved it. Uh, you know, there's other places that it could go, um, in terms of, you know, could a, a television weekly episodic television series go to these other platforms? Absolutely. You know, stranger things is built for Netflix. It's built for a streaming platform. Uh, sons of anarchy, in my opinion, they probably could have done so much more, which is another one of my favorites if they're on a streaming platform, but they were on FX. FX is pretty much like that, that gritty network that allows yeah. you to, you know, say some things and do some things. So, I, I I do think the the cable networks are going to want to keep those because it's kind of their bread and butter along with, you know, sports, the NFL and everything else like that. But the landscape has changed. I've been telling everybody for a long time that these ratings, although they matter now, they really have, and they matter very, very, very minimally than what they did back in the day. The ratings really don't mean shit. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. They mean, they mean something to, you know, the media rights buyers in terms of like, well, this is what we could do on cable. So you can have this and if they want to remain on cable, but realistically, like, you know, AW just had a really solid rating a couple of days ago, last Wednesday, but great. I mean, that's good. Yeah. That's good for them. But I mean, like realistically, like if AW ends up on a streaming platform too, like I, they'll use it as a negotiation tactic, but yeah. it's more or less like what's your retention. Okay. What, you know, all that other stuff, which a lot of people don't, don't really take into the equation. Everyone's yeah. like, Oh, they did a million. And with this move, WWE's not really going to be looking at ratings starting January 2025. I don't. I mean, are they still going to be direct competition to Monday Night Football? Probably not anymore, right? You even consider well, that? that's that's a good question. I, you know, Nick Khan was very coy about whether or not they're keeping uh, Monday Night Raw on Monday night. And if you go look, I just want to make sure before I say this because I know I get some Tom, Dick, and Harry that tells me no, that's that's not. If you go look at WWE's like page, and they've been doing this for a while how they promote it. It's just raw and smash. Yeah, I saw that. And I, I, I don't like that because, you know, I, I'm somebody that is very comforted in familiarity. Uh, so you to see say. Monday night, to see Monday night raw off of Monday, you know, when it's been on 
Monday night for three-fourths of my life, it's going to be a mm-hmm. little bit fucking bizarre. I mean, I, I don't think they'll do that. I think it'll stay on Monday night, but he has been, you know what, I'm not going to really say. It's been, you know, labeled as Raw, not Monday Night Raw, just Raw. It's like, you can well, put Raw on fucking Thursday. Who the fuck knows? It's it's smart on them because realistically, you don't want to uh, limit your marketing capabilities. And you don't also want to, like, pigeonhole yourself. So basically, they just call it Raw and they call it SmackDown. And whenever they move it, it's going to be moved if they decide to do that. I think SmackDown's headed to Tuesday. But I, I'll let you in, uh, uh, everybody watching. Dinner tonight. Um, you know, we, we always go around the table and ask everyone's day is. And, you know, Jackson asked me what I learned today. And I, I learned, I said, well, I, I learned that media rights are worth a, a lot of money, Jackson. And I was obviously joking with him. Um, and he said, what do you mean, dad? And I said, well, you know, Monday Night Raw landed on Netflix. He's like, no way. I was like, yeah. I was like, he's like, so they're not on TV anymore. I was like, no, they're going to be on a streaming platform in 2025. And he said to me, he said, but it's still going to be Monday, right? And I said, well, I don't know. And he said, what? They can't take Monday Night Raw off of Monday. Yeah. It's not Monday Night Raw anymore. I said, they don't call it Monday Night Raw, do they, Jackson? And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. They just call it Raw. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, they do. The WWE just calls their programming their programming. It's just Raw. Welcome to, you know, Rollins will open up and they'll open it Monday Night Raw and stuff like that. I get that. But if you look at the branding, the devil is in the, is in the details there. It's just Raw. It used to be Monday Night Raw. Yep. It's just Raw. I mean, all old uh, old heads like me still call it Monday Night Raw in, me too. in, in passing. So it's like it's going to be weird, but we don't really know. Hopefully, it stays, uh, and uh, that is something to look out for. Like you said, Drew, uh, ratings don't really mean jack shit anymore. They they mean something to an extent, but not as much anymore. Like you said, a negotiation tactic. Now it's probably more about what subscriptions, audience retention, yeah. minutes watched for Netflix. Right? They're going to be looking at those numbers. Yeah. Let me present this to you. SmackDown on Tuesdays, Raw on Wednesdays. Yeah. Because technically, there's no NFL. There's no competitions on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And realistically, let's just say that AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery lock in a deal and it's a simulcast. You could watch it on HBO Max, which I think is going to happen. And you could watch it on one of the Turner properties. Monday Night Raw is not on TV anymore. So it's Raw. They're not on, you know, regular TV. So being competition to AEW. It's not really competition. Yeah. Just to give you guys a glimpse into uh, how important audience retention and minutes watch are, uh, it's the same thing on YouTube. If you're looking at YouTube as like, oh, man, um, I got more subscribers than anybody and uh, all this other fucking nonsense. Subscribers don't really mean much of anything in 2024 going into 2025 on YouTube. It's all about live streaming. It's all about audience retention and minutes watched. You want to know why? And I don't mean to toot my own horn here or Drew's uh, horn here. But, you know, you want to know why TNT is at the top of the search or when I do a Raw review or a Dynamite review or a SmackDown review, why it's always at the top of the search when you look up WWE Raw or WWE SmackDown or AW Dynamite. It's because most of the time those videos that I do, those live streams, they're getting 35 to 40 minutes of minutes watched consistently per stream. The average watch time for a two-hour stream is 40 minutes. That's almost half of the fucking stream. YouTube looks at that and determines, I'm going to push this stream out. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's the same thing for WWE. They're going to be looking at that. Those are the two hugest, biggest uh, numbers that uh, these platforms are going to be looking for. It's the same thing on YouTube. Yeah, it's retention, man. Yeah. And that's it. Like, can you, are we keeping this audience or are we seeing them tune in for, you know, the lead in, which a lot of people don't ever talk about, yeah. is massive for these you know, TV deals and TV shows. You have the Big Bang Theory leading into AW Dynamite. And those people might watch the first 
you know, two minutes of dynamite and then turn out that's bad retention. Yeah. You know, and that's you, it's about holding your audience. And we started with 1500 in here and we're at 20, almost 2,900 and we're yeah. holding that audience and yeah. growing. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next aspect I have here, uh, Monday staying on, uh, Raw staying on Monday. Well, that's to be determined. Uh, Nick Khan stated that, uh, SmackDown to Pat McAfee, that SmackDown starts on USA Network October 1. That is a Tuesday. Did he let the cat out of the bag early without yes. actually thinking about it? And SmackDown is moving to Tuesday off of Friday, which means theoretically we have to move off Tuesday because we're going to be covering SmackDown, and then we might move to Thursday, and then NXT might move to Friday off of Tuesday. So Nick, it's a lot, it's a lot going you didn't on. Think, you didn't think of us at all, Nick? Damn. I know, crazy. Damn. What the fuck's wrong with you, man? Uh, like Drew, Drew mentioned this weeks ago, uh, and he broke the news before months. anybody, months ago, uh, that SmackDown was moving to Tuesday and NXT was moving to Friday. It looks like that may be uh, a reality here. Yeah, I think SmackDown was destined to go to Tuesday. WWE is really trying to make their travel schedule very, very convenient and very easy, not only for the boys and girls because it's two separate brands, but their production people, uh, the cost of that too. You know, if they could do Smack, even if Raw stays on Monday nights, it's Monday and Tuesday, and then they're done. They're done until NXT, which is, you know, done out of the performance center. Yeah. So, I mean, realistically, like, it's Monday and Tuesday or it's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, SmackDown, I, I, you know, I said months ago, I believe is headed to Tuesday, and that's where they want to be. USA would love to have something on Tuesday because there's really no competition. Um, and, again, I could see Raw being Wednesday uh, for Netflix. But, again, they, they really want to make the cost. I know this is a billion-dollar company, but the cost-cutting measures that they will be able to do here is massive, and it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Your favorite podcaster could never. They don't talk about this because, you know, Monday and Tuesday, the trucks, everything else like that, that's a major cost-cutting measure if they could go from Brooklyn to Boston on a Monday or Tuesday or vice versa, Brooklyn to Boston on a Tuesday and Wednesday. You mentioned, drive. you mentioned uh raw potentially we don't really know yet it could stay on monday potentially moving to a wednesday uh that's at the discretion of netflix or whatever uh tko decides is best for monday night raw at that point you know tony khan and we'll get to him in a little bit he probably wiped his brow today you know thanking everybody that his deal with warner is not in jeopardy right now he's probably going to land a nice sweet deal for aw eventually on his own, but if they do move to a Wednesday, theoretically, that's Dynamite's home. Do you see Tony Khan moving Dynamite to a max and putting it on Monday, or maybe moving a collision to no. a Monday? No, no. Tony Khan will never compete with the NFL because that's like, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, he's you know he's he's very invested, obviously, in the Jaguars and all that other stuff, and it's a it's a conflict of it. I don't no, I don't think so. I don't ever think Tony will compete with his own. Um, his own bread and butter, and realistically, like the Jaguars are his bread and butter. Now I know AEW is his baby. Yeah, I get that, but you don't. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, yeah, no. Is Monday Night Raw set to go back to two hours? No, not right now. But I will say that without commercials, I mean, Monday Night Raw could run ninety minutes. They could do whatever the fuck they want. It could be two hours and seventeen minutes. It could be one hour and forty-seven minutes. Who the fuck cares? Right. You know? I mean, without commercials, I, I believe all you're getting is 90 or that's a two hour show. I think, you you know, whatever, however long you're getting, getting 90 minutes. Um, I could see them running a full two hours with no commercials, possibly. But 
Um, if Netflix wants 30 minutes, they'll give them 30 minutes. If Netflix wants 45 minutes, they'll give them 45 minutes. If Netflix wants three hours, they'll give them three hours. I, I hope uh, out of everything that we discussed, I, I hope it's really condensed back to 90 minutes without commercials. If there is somehow commercials, two hours, I think that's the sweet spot. I, I think I know Triple yeah. H has made mention of it. It's just terrible to book a three-hour show on live television. And, and you saw how it felt on Monday last night. The first 45 minutes were just absolutely great stuff. And then after that, he got another 45 minutes of just fluff. It's like, what the fuck is this, man? It, but, it, it brings the quality of the show down. Meanwhile, if you condense all that good stuff to two hours, it's a banger show every week. It's very Catch-22, though. You're 100% right. And if you ever look at how raw the show is broken down and how it's written... It's segment one is, you know, the lead in. It's very hot and heavy for the most part. It's a major thing. You know, the nine o'clock, if you're talking about East Coast, the nine, the eight to nine, um, the nine o'clock stuff is, you know, okay. The 10 o'clock stuff is normally something major as well. And then, you know, you have your 1045 main event, which is normally something big as well. So there's three key, three to four key pivotal points in a Monday Night Raw show. There's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of talent that gets time that probably wouldn't get time on a two-hour show. With that being said, do I wish that Monday Night Raw was two hours? Yes, it's more digestible. And I think with Netflix, without the commercials, they could finally make the switch to two hours and because the content is very much digestible. And without commercials, you could get all of your shit in, for lack of a better term, in that two hours and not have to worry about, well, we got to take a 60, we got to take a 90 and those are commercial times, you know, and then that bleeds into this and that they'll be able to have a full show two hours. Basically that two hour show without commercials is your full three hour Monday night raw with commercials. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, that's a huge aspect of, uh, of how this is going to eventually play out on Netflix. That's one of the biggest talking points here in the community. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But like Drew said, I mean, it's up to Netflix, whatever they want to do, they're going to end up, uh, Go ahead. Finish your yeah, they're, they're, they're going to end up doing for sure. Uh, you know, a lot of people DM me and and some texted me. They were like, how did how did you figure out that uh, AW and 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 uh, WBD were back on good terms and that, you know, you feel like that? What what made you think that? I said, go look at Tony's tweets. Tony's finally tagging them. He's talking about the ratings. He's happy. He's this Warner Brothers Discovery started touting stuff about AEW. Yeah. That was very silent for over a month. Tony wasn't tagging a or Warner Brothers Discovery, TNT properties, nothing. So if you don't yeah. think that that stuff was real, it was. You just need to start reading between the lines. Yeah, I agree there. Uh, some people don't pick up on that. You, you pick up on that. Um, we talked about the ad integration of the live broadcast uh, where there aren't really ads on Netflix right now. We talked about there possibly being a tiered subscription service. Uh, will there be ads integrated for a basic service or no ads for premium service? That's all to be determined. Uh, PLEs, they're on Peacock right now until 2026, I believe March of 2026. Will they move over to Netflix? I think we talked about that as a yes. Will there be a upcharge for a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble? I mean, that remains to be seen. I do expect something like that to go into effect uh, we talked about the branding across ringside on the mat, wrestlers attire potentially as far as, uh, you know, the ads. If there is no ads, where else would we see ads? That's a possibility as well. Talked about the rights in Canada and the UK not up until 2024. WWE's Raw deal for USA Network ends in October. Uh, so they want everything to be in sync when the Netflix deal officially goes into effect in January 2025. This is one, Drew. How about this one? Uh, and I was thinking about this because we talked about this last week. 
the Vince McMahon documentary. Is this thing going to be altered now with Netflix and WWE being in bed together? Is it going to change from what originally could be a, a damning you bet project? Your ass. It, it, bet how, your how, ass. How, 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 how much is this thing going to change now that Netflix is in bed with WWE? So that's one of the biggest topics that me and Blake Benjamin were talking about this morning over espresso was, you know, Blake had brought it up. He's like, you know, you think this is what it is and shout out to him for having that creative mind. And I said, my God, that's a great point. Absolutely. You know, they probably saw some damning things coming from that Netflix doc and maybe we still get it. But if you don't think that TKO and the board are going to be like, Hey, listen, <laughs> This can't really be said, okay? Man, it's so not going to make for a juicy fucking night on the couch yeah. with an old-fashioned, man. Come on. Yeah, let's bury this because we can't have that. And we have a business relationship, so you're going to do what we say, right? And they're yeah. going to be like, okay, whatever, sure. And that's what's going to happen. You'll you'll get some spicy takes on, on VKM, Vizric Man, um, but you're not getting that Netflix doc that everybody hoped. I don't think so. No, man, I think, yeah. That sucks, man. I'm, uh, I'm, very, uh, I'm very sad to hear that, man. I was hoping for... Uh, the juiciest of dirt on McMahon. I mean, you know, once uh, Vince McMahon passes away, which I don't want to see that day happen anytime soon. I no. think you'll get. I think you'll get some stories. No, I, I really don't. I, you know, a lot of people hate Vince. I don't. Never have. Never will. Um, Vince McMahon. I've said this a million times. He's the reason why WWE is going to be on Netflix. He helped with this deal. You can hate him all you want. Um, you know what he did in his personal time is none of my goddamn business. And I'll leave it at that. But and I'm not condoning any of the actions, but it's none of my goddamn business because it's not what you know. Um, I will say that, you know, no, the Netflix documentary that you thought you were all gonna get is probably not gonna happen. And then finally, here, as far as the raw deal is concerned, how does Tony Khan look at this deal? Does does AEW net a big payday from fucking jumping for joy? Warner Brothers Discovery now. Does he shift the library and the and content over to Max? Do we get, like you mentioned, Drew, I didn't know this was a thing because I don't really watch the NFL. I don't really know what the purpose of it is to simulcast on Peacock and then on NBC at the same time. Uh, do we see something like that for Dynamite uh, and AEW yeah. here on Max and then on TBS TNT? What, what, what's it going to look like for Tony Khan now and moving the library over to Max? I think it's a very high possibility. I think the pay-per-view should be on Max. Yes. I think, you know, it's a it's a hard ask of people to pay $50 every month or every other month. It's a lot. I think Tony Khan and AEW would be very, uh, it would be very beneficial to their bottom line to do this. And the purpose of a simulcast is, all right, JD, let's just say you have Peacock, right? Because I, I assume you do because you're yeah. a content creator. <laughs> so you have Peacock and, you know, you want to watch Sunday Night Football, but you don't want to pay for cable. Well, NBC, you know, thankfully does a simulcast. So it's basically like, you know, this is part of what we have. You don't have to pay for cable because Sunday nights, if you want to watch Sunday Night Football, which is, you know, Monday Night Football used to be the best matchups. Monday Night Football's gotten better, but it's kind of slop at times. You know, Sunday Night Football is always, you know, the bangers, as the kids want to say, um, of football matchups. So a simulcast is very beneficial and cost-saving to a lot of people. And if AEW is going to put, which I think they should, their pay-per-views um, and maybe some original series on Max, then simulcasting Dynamite, Collision, and Rampage is a win-win for them. They should. How, how smart was NBC uh, to, to put that football game on Peacock? How, how many subscribers do you think they netted just to watch that football game that, uh, you know, say for, say, for example, you're a fan of either one of those teams, mm -hmm. and you, you're you not subscribed to Peacock. It's like, fuck, my team's in the goddamn playoffs. I can't watch them. I got to pay whatever to, to watch this game. I'm going to do it. You know, it's like, yeah. how, how many people ran into that situation? How smart of a fucking plan was that? I mean, that's brilliant. Uh, it's... 
it's 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 genius because I had so many people be like, "Hey, can you send me your Peacock login because I want to watch the game?" <laughs> and I was like, "Sure." I was in Tampa. The did, you want to know where the biggest revenue stream was? In my opinion, was all those bars probably had to buy Peacock. I, yeah. I, I don't think they get it at a discounted rate. I think they got to pay some like insane fee to to have it. I know Peacock Premium costs six bucks a month, so I, you know I'd like to see you know the subscription the subscriber increase for that game. You know if they got a million, you know new subscribers, that's six million profit for them. Six million dollars profit. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Peacock Premium Plus is twelve. Yeah. Or 120 for the year. So I mean, it's a lot of money, man, for one game. Six million. Even if the N even if Peacock paid, let's just say they were like, hey, here's you know, five bill five million for this one game, which would be wild. I don't I don't know what they what the cost was for that, or it might be part of their deal that they already have. I haven't done the research on that. I have to look it up. If they got one million people to sign up, they got six million back. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. So that's the that's the whole gist of the Monday Night Raw deal, guys. Moving to Netflix. It's not going to go into effect until January 2025. Uh, it's obviously a big deal. And I feel like with WWE, them... 28 million viewers on that football game. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. Uh, Six w times 28. WWE setting the trend. Uh, I'm not surprised to see this. And I'm excited about what is to come here. And I know a lot of people have reached out to me. This is the last thing I'll say about this. A lot of people reached out to me. A good chunk of people say, you know what, J.D., I'm not, I, I can't do Netflix. I, you know, I don't want to subscribe to Netflix just to watch Raw. I'm going to stick with what I got. I'm going to rely on shows like you and Drew. I'm going to rely on you solo on Monday and, and other content creators to get my uh, fill in on what happened on Monday Night Raw. And that's great because it's going to work. It's going to come full circle. It's going to work out great for everybody. Our, our audience may grow because you can't watch it or you don't want to watch it. We'll fill you in. I think this is going to be a good move for everybody. I'm very excited about what's to come. Yeah, I understand. You know, if you don't want to pay the money for Netflix, then what's going to be great is the content creators that are out there reviewing the product and reviewing the show in detail. I mean, I've seen some of JD's stuff before, and he goes like move for move, detail for detail. So, I mean, you're basically getting what Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown is without having to actually watch it, which is nuts. Yeah. Moving on to the other story that broke today, which raised the TKO stock to about $95 at one point today on Wall Street. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was appointed to the TKO Board of Directors. Now, I looked at this, and I, I didn't really understand why this was a thing, and maybe Drew could enlighten us. I have maybe, you know, one potential reason as to why this move was made, but The Rock, he was appointed on the Board of Directors, he was also granted full ownership of the Rock trademark, uh, which has been owned by WWE. I mean, uh, I guess knowing Nick Khan for as long as Dwayne Johnson does came into uh, great effect here. Uh, Johnson has signed a new service and merchandising agreement with WWE that provides for his promotional licensing and other services per a release. He says, being on the TKO board of directors and taking full ownership of my name, The Rock, it's not only unprecedented, but incredibly inspiring as my crazy life is coming full circle. At my core, I'm a builder who builds for and serves the people, and Ari Emanuel is building something truly game-changing. I'm very motivated to help continue to globally expand TKO, WWE, and UFC businesses as the worldwide leaders in sports and entertainment, while proudly representing so many phenomenal athletes and performers who show up every day putting in the hard work 
with their own two hands to make their dreams come true and deliver to our audiences. I've been there. I'm still there. And this is for them. I believe, Drew, he also received $30 million in in stock uh, for uh, his uh, board seats. So he got paid today. And I'm wondering why this move was made to, and I got cats jumping on my desk here. Um, I'm wondering why this move was made. And I want to say it was mostly a PR move by, by WWE mm. to get to get Dwayne Johnson on the board. Uh, but I kind of made a joke of it. It's like, holy shit. Now, is he Triple H's boss? It's like, it's, I, I didn't really understand why this move was being made. But does this have to do with his XFL merger with, what is it, the USFL? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot to digest and dissect here, right? The Dwayne getting the rights to The Rock is massive because now he doesn't have to go to WWE per, for permission anytime he wants no. to use that. Another thing is that his daughter is in NXT and now she's the general manager of NXT. So yeah, I'm sure that was done by, I'm sure that was just a random coincidence tonight. Right, yeah, I mean, just, but William Regal appointed her the general manager of NXT. She's the English general manager ever. So, That's ridiculous. I mean, listen. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I've seen people being like, I'm not going to watch this anymore. Share you won't. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know, I think there's a lot that goes into that. Like he, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is one of the most recognizable people in the industry. And anything he, as well. That's why I said PR, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, and realistically, like his mind for the business, the wrestling business is 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 very, very good. He brings a lot to the table in terms of marketability, cross promotion, all that other stuff. It's, you know, he's not the owner of TKO or, or World Wrestling Entertainment or UFC. He's on the board and you want to put people on the board who are going to help your business grow and who are going to, um, you know, add to what they have. And Dwayne 100% adds to that. Like he's a brilliant man. So I, I think this is smart. Um, I think The Rock wanted The Rock and he got The Rock. Like he, his name is, that that entity is very valuable to him and now he owns it. That's a key piece of this whole yeah. puzzle. Yeah, like you said, The Rock is so knowledgeable, not only in business, being an entrepreneur, uh, when you get The Rock to talk about future talent, upcoming talent, current talent on TV, the current WWE product, even though he's been away for so long, he's still so ingrained. His family you know, legacy is so ingrained in everything WWE does. I mean, you, you, you'd find a very difficult time trying to go out there and find somebody who knows the business and the company better than Dwayne Johnson. So as far as that is concerned, it's absolutely a, a huge move for them to make. Does this mean, I've seen this going around on social media and people are just fucking stupid. Does this mean that Rock now being a TKO board member, he's going to be in the WrestleMania main event? No, I don't think that's going to be the case. Cody has nothing uh, to worry about, and this doesn't really play into that, in my opinion. What, 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 what are you giving me faces for over there? I don't know about that one. <laughs> you mean to tell me a board, TKO board member is going to be in the WrestleMania main event against his cousin? Come on. Uh, Cody, you... Finish your story somewhere else, Jabroni. I don't, I don't know. You know, I the way that Dwayne sounded, The Rock sounded today, it sounded like he wants to do something once in a lifetime, generational, transcend the business. He's about making moments. He said this before. It doesn't sound like somebody who's going to wrestle at this year's WrestleMania, but I can tell you internally, everyone does believe that The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania 40 and in a wrestling capacity. So, I, I don't know unless things change, you know, there's a lot of people. I, I saw one that I thought was very, very um, smart 
in terms of they could have the first episode of Monday Night Raw on Netflix or Raw on Netflix and the Rock and Roman kind of kick off their feud for WrestleMania 41, especially if that son of a bitch is in Vegas. I can tell you this much. WWE hasn't announced the location for 41. It seems like it's Minneapolis, Vegas, or I believe it was Atlanta. If they go with Vegas, I could see the Rock and Roman locking up there. But man, I don't know. I, I I have a funny feeling that Rock may have his moment with with Roman at forty. It's just it's just my gut feeling. Uh, I, you know. I I don't know, man. Yeah, you know, and the reason why Drew says this is because the Rock, after he was announced as a board member on TKO's board of directors, he was everywhere doing PR. He was doing interviews. He was with Stephen A. Smith on ESPN's First Take, and Stephen A. Smith asked him about this very question: WrestleMania, you coming back? You're going to get in the ring again? He said, "Look." You guys know I'm a long gamer. I like to build. No, he's not talking about Fortnite. I like to build. And this is something like this. What this is, if myself and Roman Reigns were to main event WrestleMania, and I mean this very respectfully of all the WrestleManias prior, because I grew up in this business and I love it, we could possibly put on with us as the main event and this incredible group of men and women who are these incredible performers we could possibly put on the greatest and biggest WrestleMania of all time. So then someone else there, Molly Kerim, channeled her inner Lloyd Christmas, apparently, and responded, so you're saying there's a chance. And hey. then and then, and then uh, Dwayne Johnson said, yes, uh, Molly, there is a chance. I love this business. I love pro wrestling. I love WWE, but I also have a deep passion to grow it and to build it. And if we're going to do something like this, I want the world to watch all right, stop so, right there for a second. Uh, yeah, stop so, right so clearly, so clearly, he is he is wanting this match to take place at WrestleMania. It's going to happen at WrestleMania. It's yeah. either forty or forty-one. But the 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 quote here, Drew. I'm a long gamer. There's not mm-hmm. a long there's not a long time here between now and WrestleMania forty. We're th- three months away. Is right. he potentially talking about forty-one here? Yeah, that that statement doesn't lead me to believe that three months is a long time. Now, yeah. I know it might seem like a long time for some people, but I again, this makes Saturday's Royal Rumble massive. Must watch. If Cody ends up winning that Royal Rumble, yeah, forget it. It's Cody and Roman, okay? If Cody doesn't win that and we get the chamber and something else, I mean, okay, then we'll figure that out when we get to Perth, Australia. But... You know, there's so many things. I said Rock would be involved at WrestleMania. That's what I've been told. He could be a special referee. He could be an enforcer. This way that it ensures that there's no more outside bullshit interference from the bloodline, all this other stuff. And then him and Roman, Rock and Roman come face-to-face at the end of that being like, you cost me this title, blah, blah, blah. And then there's your your build, the year-long build, all that other stuff. They've done it before. They could do it again. That could be very possible. But I'm going to tell everybody to take this and understand that the rock is going to be involved at WrestleMania 40. I don't know at what capacity, but internally it has seemed that he is going to wrestle. I don't, uh, if it changes and he's a referee now because of this deal, great. Or if he's an enforcer, great. If he's in Cody's corner, great. The Royal Rumble Saturday is going to be very telling to whether or not if punk wins. All right. If Cody wins, then here we go. Well, we don't, really, we don't really know what's going to happen as far as uh, what we saw on Monday. Uh, it could go any which way. But I, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking to my guns. I want to believe, after what we heard today from Rock with Stephen A. Smith, I want to believe that 
he truly does not want to get in the way of what has been built here with Cody Rhodes. Well, that 2K video game, too. Yes. I mean, that that says a lot about what the fuck the direction is. I mean, finish finish your story. I mean, they're not going to put him on the cover and then have him fail at WrestleMania, and I just find that to be absolutely insane and ridiculous. I, well, the co- I mean, uh, the cover athlete you could pump the brakes on. The whole story in that that game is Cody's redemption. They put out the the American Nightmare documentary around SummerSlam, if memory serves me correctly. They've done the things that normally WWE does to ensure that this is where we're headed. They're making you invest. They're giving you little nuances of like, hey, listen, this is where we're going, and they haven't just flat out told you. And with Seth Rollins' injury on Monday Night Raw, if I'm WWE, I let Cody win the Rumble now. I do, because that's a guarantee. Cody and Rock is a guarantee. Seth Rollins in that World Heavyweight Championship is a giant question mark. Yeah, I know. We'll get into it. I have I have a lot to say about that. I said, I said a lot last night. It was a great discussion last night. I do agree with you. I think Cody's chances of winning the Rumble now just skyrocketed on Saturday afternoon. But I, I do feel, and I want to believe that Dwayne knows what what needs to happen here? I, I don't think he. I don't think he feels his match with Roman needs the world championship. I want to believe that, and, and I, th- I, agree. I, I I think he understands that. He, he so he he said this because he wants he wants to plant the seed about you know I'm a long gamer. I like to build. Great. So let's take the title off Roman because we nobody wants to see Rock versus Roman for the championship because that's a one sided affair and nobody nobody thinks the Rock is winning the world championship from Roman Reigns. So let's end that right there. So why not do the match when it really makes sense and for the head of the table, which is more important than the Universal Championship in this moment, especially for that match, do it next year and then you could yeah. do Cody versus Randy or or Cody versus Gunther or whoever the fuck you want to do. I mean, I think that's JD, what, you, I think that's what he was talking about. How do you think Dwayne the Rock Johnson got to where he's at? By taking it and not giving a fuck. By not caring about yes. what others thought about him. And also, like, you need, you obviously need partners. You need people. You need contacts. You need this. You need that. But Dwayne The Rock Johnson has always looked out for Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But he's not there, Drew. He's not there. He hasn't been there for four years. And he sees the the rise of Cody. You can't sit there and tell me that he shit. doesn't see. He, he doesn't give a shit I'm about not- Cody. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't say he doesn't give a shit about Cody. I just said, if he feels like the moment's right, the, the guy's on the fucking board of directors now. Okay. If he feels like the moment's right and it makes the most sense and WWE's willing to do it, then they're going to do it. But the rock has always looked out for the rock. Dwayne has always looked out for Dwayne. And that's not a, it has its positives and negatives, but that's why the rock is where he's at. That's why Dwayne Johnson is at where he's at because he took care of himself. Don't, that's not to say that he didn't have some help along the way and had some good friends and partners and everything else like that. And he he is the most generous man that I've seen in a very long time. But he's got to look out for himself and his brand, and he's done a very good job of that. If he feels like the time's right, he's going to take it. Dave Meltzer talked about this on The Observer today with all this news breaking and The Rock going on Stephen A. Smith's first take. He says this in regards to The Rock. The Rock has not signed as of today for WrestleMania. Now, it's from Meltzer, so please take it with a grain of salt. It is absolutely in play, but it's not a done deal. He wants to do WrestleMania this year. There are forces that are interested in how much value he could bring to Saudi Arabia. He would rather do the match at WrestleMania as it stands now. There's balls in play. Nothing is 100%. But there are people who would like to convince him that if they can make tons of extra money from Saudi to do it there. Absolutely fucking zero chance that it happens. So I I do not want to see it there. And we don't know the answers. It's all in the process of being worked out now. But he's absolutely looking at doing the match with Roman Reigns. He's absolutely looking at doing it at WrestleMania. But right now for 40, it's not signed yet. So if it's not signed, Drew, 
You know, what are we waiting for? We got the Royal Rumble on Saturday. It's either it's either Cody or Punk, and I think Cody's the right option here. So we're going to go forward. If The Rock is not ready to give an answer, uh, uh, I'm sorry. We're going to blow past you and just do what we originally had planned to do. Yeah, I again, I, I think they have their answer from The Rock. I think Dave just doesn't know where they're headed with The Rock, like a lot of people don't know. Just like the only people who knew that this Netflix deal was coming with WWE was probably Nick Khan. I'll just say the board of directors, so I don't have to give a a, a name list here. Yeah. The board of directors with TKO. Again, I think Dwayne. Um, I don't think the Saudi Arabia match is going to happen with with Roman. I think no. it's, you know, I, I I understand there's a lot of money to be made there, but no. Um, and with all due respect to Dave, no. Maybe we get rock. Maybe we get rock teaming with with Jay against Jimmy and Solo at fucking Saturday. The Rock could work Saudi, but yeah. I just it's not going to be against Roman in a singles match. That no. won't be the first time they lock up. No. Um, so that's the, the whole spectrum of news as far as Raw and The Rock. I mean, it was such a, a mind-blowingly busy day with all this going on. Groundbreaking day for WWE. And then we got the Royal Rumble on Saturday, which is going to cap off an unbelievable week here for WWE and everything in between. But as we uh, as we roll on here, we got some news on, on Kazuchika Okada as well that was kind of buried underneath all this other news. Apparently, there was a publication in Japan, I believe, uh, I don't know where this, uh, what the name of this uh, publication is, but this was debunked by SAP saying that uh, they were a little sketchy, uh, to say the least. Apparently, according to this publication, they reported that Okada would end up in NXT and has given his word that he was headed to WWE. Now, they say, although we're unable to verify with Okada himself, One source close to New Japan's top talent has indicated to this publication that Okada appears to be WWE bound, potentially starting in NXT first as he's finishing up his dates with Bushiroad and New Japan. We talked about this just a little bit at the beginning of the show. Uh, Okada, Drew, if he's coming in, like you said, he's going to the Performance Center. He's going to train the WWE style. He's going to get himself TV ready, and then he's going to go to the main run. I cannot see that man working NXT with all the prestige and the legacy that he beholds. I can't see him working NXT and not going to the main roster immediately. Uh, again, I think if Okada decides to go to WWE, which again would not be on my, I mean, it's not far fetched, but I think that AW is going to try their damnedest and offer maybe, you know, a lot more money than WWE would. But again, if Okada seems uh, keen on jumping ship to WWE, then yeah, I think he goes to Orlando to train with Sean. I think that's a big pull, Sean Michaels. And I think that um, they get him TV ready. And maybe he has a uh, a one-off NXT match or something to that extent. Maybe he had a stand and deliver, but or whatever they call. It. I think their pay views are called stand and deliver. Put him in the ring with Dijak. I'll watch. Yeah, something like that. But I don't think he's having a run. He being Okada in NXT. I think he's um, WWE Raw or SmackDown bound. Yeah, uh, I know that a lot of the discussion is that he's going to end up with AEW. Uh, things have kind of played out to a fact where he actually may end up over there. I know Tony Khan invited him back in October when they had that tag team match where Brian broke his orbital bone. They blamed that mm-hmm. on Okada. Uh, but they brought him to that dynamite to kind of give him a tour. This is what you'd be walking into. They they made him feel like the biggest priority there. It was basically a sell job by Tony Khan. When you're a free agent, come on over. This is what we're going to be offering you. This is what you, where your home or what your home is going to look like. Obviously, the money's not the issue. Tony Khan's going to treat Okada with the legacy that he has attained up until this point. Uh, Dream match is out the ass, but 
like I said, when I talked about this on my own, I mean, I, I would personally love to see him in WWE because most of the matches in AEW we've already seen already elsewhere uh, internationally, not particularly in the United States, but, you know, an Okada versus a Randy Orton, or Okada versus a Roman Reigns, or Okada versus Gunther. I mean, that's more my jam right there. I, I think I'd be more interested in that, but I, I, can, oh, I, can, I, I cannot see him, Drew, not going to AEW because it, it's just too easy of a transition like it was for Will Ospreay. Sure, and he and here's the deal. I'll, I'll I'll throw a question at you. Do you seriously believe that WWE is going to let Okada work? You know, twenty six to thirty days a year. Yes. No. He's not. I mean, realistically, like they're going to want him for forty plus. They're going to gonna want what? him weekly. They're going to want him weekly on television if they're going to make. I mean, you're talking about major matches. How? And I'm asking out of respect. How much gas does Okada have left in the tank? A lot. He's, th he's 36 years old. He's uh Not what he's, I he's, he's, in, he's in the he's in the prime of his career. He's in great shape. I mean, he's obviously right. banged up. I mean, he's fucking working that style over there. He's 36 right. years old. He's in the prime of his career, but it's towards the tail end of the uh, of the prime of his career. Well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not familiar with his entire catalog of work, but I know how great he I, is. That's not what I I understand. We all know how great uh, Okada is. That's not the question. The question is his bump card. You know, it doesn't matter if you're 36 or 26. When you work that type of style for long, it it, it has an effect on your body. Look at Jeff Hardy. Look at Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley. You know, look at uh, Matt. All those guys. Uh, Edge and Christian. Adam Copeland. So if he comes Cage. in, if he comes in with an Adam Copeland type uh, WWE schedule or Brock Lesnar type WWE schedule, that's that's not good enough for him. I didn't say it wasn't good enough. I just don't think WWE is going to offer that. They like to maximize their their product, their what they're buying to the fullest extent. And Okada has never been with WWE. There's no equity there. There's no equity in Okada and WWE. Do I believe that Okada, the, the matches that I want to see, uh, him against you know other stars or in WWE? You bet your ass I do. There's Roman, Randy, even Cena, yeah. Cody, Nakamura. Uh, I mean, Shit, it, might get, it might get Shawn Michaels to come out of retirement. Right. And that's the type of things I'm in. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm saying I I'm with you there, but again, WWE is going to want to maximize their investment where AEW and, sh you know, positivity to Tony Khan, shout out to him for how he handles business has always been more talent friendly. In my opinion. Now I think things are changing in WWE, but Tony could offer him 26 dates a year. He can work one week, be off another and go back to Japan because the biggest thing for a lot of these guys is they don't want to uproot their family. You know, Will and, and Okada now don't have said they don't want to uproot their family. I think AEW is going to be more talent friendly in terms of that type of contract. Do I believe that Okada has more uh, dream matches in WWE than he has in AEW? Absolutely. Do, where would I, where do I see him end up? AEW. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I think he ultimately ends up in, in AEW, but it, it's, you know, I may, maybe I'm trying too much to put myself in, in Paul Levesque's shoes here or, or Nick Khan's shoes. It's like, how often do you get someone like Okada with the legacy that he has and he has what, what people calling him the greatest Japanese pro wrestler ever? I mean, he, he, he is the Roman Reigns. He is the John Cena of New Japan Pro Wrestling. How many opportunities are they going to have to sign someone like this? It's probably one, one in a million here. So why not do what Tony Khan is doing and do what you're normally not used to doing? Give him the type of deal that Tony Khan's going to give him. Allow him to live in Japan. Use him 20 to 25 days a year. Don't uproot his life. Get his services and pay him because you're getting Okada. And how many other times can you say, hey, man, I got Kazuchika Okada in WWE? This may be the only time that they have to do that.
I just find it to uh, be silly. No, listen, no one's going to sit back and call you silly for WWE. You know, you, if you're WWE, you absolutely kick the tires on Okada. You absolutely try and make the deal happen. It's all about whether or not they see value in it. You know, uh, teams don't go sign players to play, you know, NFL games only, you know, 50% of the games. Like, I know it's a different entity, but WWE is going to want to maximize their full investment on Okada if they can land him. And if, let's just say the AW deal is, hey, you don't have to root your family. Here's five million bucks a year. And WWE's deal is the same amount of money, but we want you here 40 weeks out of the year. He might sit back and just be like, he being Okada, I'm going to go with AEW. I, you're right. The opportunity to land these stars are few and far in between. And WWE is absolutely talking to Okada and his representatives. I just, I don't think you're going to get a Brock Lesnar schedule. Like, let's just call it what it is. Okada is a major superstar in Japan. Brock Lesnar is an attraction across the globe. No, I, I agree there. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I think we're both on the same page here. Tony Khan's going to land Okada. Tony Khan may land Okada and Mercedes in the same fucking month for all we know. Tony so. Khan does not miss on these type now. of like signings. He knows his fan base, and Okada is the AEW fan base. Tony Khan's thinking in his head already, I'm going to land Okada, I'm going to land Mercedes, and I'm going to get even more money from uh, Warner Brothers Discovery for that streaming deal that we're supposed to get with Max. And look at all the talent I got, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that over to you guys. I think he's trying to strategically plan. Like, look at look at the roster I have. Look at the equity I built. You know, come on, man. You got to give me the money. You got to give me the payday. So, uh, I don't see. I him. would be absolutely shocked if Monet is not AEW bound. I mean, I I would be absolutely floored. And I think that WWE had some major announcements leading into the Royal Rumble, so that they don't have to answer that question. Like, yeah. hey, is Mercedes coming in? I mean, yeah. they just. Netflix deal. Dwayne the Rock Johnson on the board of directors probably showing up at the Rumble, not wrestling. Uh, moving on from Okada here, Kevin Patrick. This was uh, news that broke last night, right before I went live for the Monday Night Raw post. Kevin Patrick is being removed from the SmackDown commentary team. I believe Friday is his last day with Corey Graves. Uh, while speaking on the Observer, Melter noted Patrick is no longer the lead commentary guy on SmackDown. Kevin Patrick's gone unless something changes. I don't know the details. I don't know who's going to be replacing him. I'm not surprised. Nobody is surprised. They just did an announcer change. They moved Michael Cole and Wade Barrett exclusively to Raw, as you see why Netflix is now the exclusive home of Monday Night Raw. Corey Graves has been totally carrying the SmackDown announcing duo. I don't know who they will bring in. It could be Vic Joseph. Nick Khan likes to hire sports people, but the problem is announcing sports and announcing pro wrestling are two different beasts. Um, not to take anything away from Kevin Patrick on who he is. I'm sure he's a fine human being. We've discussed this. Backstage interviewer or a panel host is right in his wheelhouse. Commentary as play-by-play, I'm going to flat out say it, the man sucked. I mean, his voice was not uh, endearing to listen to on Friday nights or when he was on Monday. I am hoping that WWE gets somebody that they could have with this job for a while. I know Morrow's a long shot. I don't know what the likelihood is there. I think he's perfect for the job. It's up to him if he wants to do it. Because money's not the issue. Vic Joseph right. may get the job. I know, uh, Drew, a lot of people were like, well, Jim Ross hasn't signed an AEW contract. Jim Ross is 73 years old. How old is he? Seven, probably older than that. You want Jim Ross I, to be the lead commentary guy on SmackDown? I love Jim. Me too. Who does? Great guy. Super dude. But I, I just don't see that being possible. No, no it's going to be up to Nick Khan. I, you know, at the end of the day, it's probably going to be Vic Joseph. But, I mean, we all saw this coming. And, uh, again, no disrespect to Kevin Patrick, but... 
We just need somebody in there, especially if they're going to be moving to USA Network and we're going to hit this big restart button. We need the people in place that are going to get the job done. He wasn't getting the job done. Yeah, and I, I have a funny feeling that, you know, it's either Pat McAfee or, I mean, you know, I know you want Morrow. Uh, there'll be somebody who that person is. I guess we're going to find out real quick. But, you know, the only person, eight, well, there's two people in AEW that I would look, ah, I'm going to go three, that I would look to pluck if you could, which I don't think any of their contract is up. One is the human suplex machine, Taz. The other is I love, I love Kevin Kelly. And Kevin Kelly He's did awesome. a couple things with AEW. Yeah. Um, and or a lot Ian, of people, I love Ian Riccoboni. I wish he was a free agent, man. He'd be so great. That was my third. So, and yeah. I love it. I like Excalibur. He gets a lot of, he gets a lot of shit. Uh, he wouldn't, you would never be able to wear the mask on WWE no. TV, in my opinion. Um, but I think Excalibur brings, uh, an added to dimension to AW that they, they lack at times. So, uh, I know Drew said, uh, you, you said that you're a part, uh, or Pat, Pat McAfee, or rather you, you keep mentioning Pat McAfee in that role. Triple H actually tweeted Pat McAfee today because Pat McAfee tweeted earlier today. Congrats to all my friends at WWE massive deal for both companies regarding the Netflix mm -hmm. deal. And Triple H quote tweeted him and said, you're a part of this now, Pat, you can't get away now. LOL. I wonder if that means anything. Well, Pat's going to be at WrestleMania. He I may be in the Royal right Rumble, now. too. Possibly. I think Pat might even help announce the Royal Rumble, um, the, the PLE itself. I, I have a funny feeling that Pat and WWE's relationship is going to continue. Whether they could pry Pat to do SmackDown, we'll have to wait and see. If SmackDown gets moved to Tuesdays, which I believe, that could be very enticing to Pat because Pat will have nothing going on on Tuesday in terms of NFL or college. So. Yeah. Uh, listen, more Pat McAfee on TV. I loved what he did. Uh, I'd be happy to see him back in any capacity, yeah. honestly. And Friday's tough for him because then he'd have to travel to the site of SmackDown after he does his show, his Pat McAfee show, and then he'd have to go fly out to college game day wherever it is Saturday morning, and it's early uh, that night. So it's tough, and he's got to be in pre-production meetings and stuff like that, so it's tough. So if SmackDown gets moved to Tuesdays, watch out for Pat McAfee. Finn Balor contract update. This is coming from Raj Geary, the former owner of uh, Wrestling Inc. He put yeah. out a tweet yesterday, and he said, the word I've gotten is that he hasn't been approached to renew his contract yet, and his contract is up after WrestleMania. Now, Fightful has confirmed with sources close to Balor that his WWE contract is up this year, but they claim it is not immediately after WrestleMania, instead saying it would be up within a few months of WrestleMania. As for WWE not reaching out about extending him, that has not been, or that has been the case for numerous wrestlers in WWE whose contracts are up. And as you guys know, Balor is right now one half of the current WWE Tag Team Champions with Damian Priest. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I see you mm -hmm, mm -hmm, over there. Are, are you surprised by this news? No. This is like, okay, someone's contract is up like three months after WrestleMania. Like, it's fucking January. Uh, I mean, I, I, I get it. The talk should happen, but realistically, like, does Finn Balor fit AEW? Sure. Is Finn Balor going to hightail it to AEW with the I, massive I, I, push Finn's, that he's had? Has, has, no. has Finn, well, yeah, yes, I know. But has Finn said he wants to work with his buddies again? Yes, of course he does. At some point in his career, he will. But hmm. right now, like you just said, Balor has been, this is the best push that Balor's ever gotten in WWE as long as he's been there. And I just don't see Paul Levesque letting this man go. He loves Finn Balor. Why would he you not want to sit yeah. down and sign Finn Balor to a fucking deal? You asked me 18 months ago, would I think this is a possibility? 100%. I think it 
Vin Balor was AEW bound. Now, no, I don't. I mean, I don't get me wrong. The conversation will probably happen, but uh, for my money, Finn Balor stays with WWE and he'll have a major match at WrestleMania. He just had one the year before this too. They're in, you know, Triple H is doing his damnedest to invest in talent that he seems could make the jump to AEW and change the landscape over there. And Finn Balor is one of those guys. Yeah, and keep in mind, guys, this is not the Vince McMahon era anymore. If this was a completely different environment, Finn and the rumor of him with the contract being up, you could absolutely make the discussion that he's possibly jumping ship. I don't see anybody jumping ship from this current administration right now. Everything is just nope. going too well. I don't. There's no reason for them to. Why would they? Yeah, I also want to give a little um, nugget of information here. You know, a lot of people are like, wow, WWE – like, are they really worth that? WWE's t uh, media rights contracts are now $100 million more annually than the NHL. That's wow. crazy. Uh, does this, uh, I guess, let, let me let me do a side question. I mean, like a situation like this with Balor, we got McIntosh, Sheamus coming up, Becky, Street Profits, Rollins, right? Um, obviously. Becky's signed. I'm, I'm sure they will. Her, her and Rollins are no-brainers. Uh, but does this deal with Netflix now, WWE getting this uh, – huge amount of money does this automatically translate to people like Balor getting an increase in pay here or is uh or is that something where they're just going to try and limit it to who they believe deserves it not everybody's going to get that type of pay increase I think a, a guy like Finn Balor like when you're that when they have that much equity invested in you in terms of like television time yeah. because that's what that's what wrestling is like that's how you get over that's how you uh you know um connect with the crowd that's how you make your most money i think yeah that's a guy who gets a race for sure shifting gears over to monday night raw last night a couple of things i want to mention on monday night raw uh, i know drew has not uh, we, well we actually talked about it on the spaces that we did this past weekend uh rollins and the injury the big deal about the injury the torn mcl and the partially torn meniscus he started monday night raw last night came out in a lime green suit tears in his eyes and uh, it didn't really set the stage for something positive. But at the end of it all, what we were left with was Rollins walking into WrestleMania as the world champion, and he will fight through this injury and main event WrestleMania, hopefully, against CM Punk or whoever WWE decides to put in there against him for that world championship. But in that segment, Drew, out comes Imperium and out comes Gunther. Said this last mm -hmm. night, I absolutely loved the little unpredictable seed that Triple H planted there with Gunther showing up to confront Rollins because you and I both know before Punk got there, that was the original plan for the night one main event and Gunther was going to be crowned the World's Heavyweight Champion. They want you to think, outside Cody and outside Punk, that Gunther is the odds-on favorite here, which realistically he still is, to win the Royal Rumble. Now, I, I, I pose this question to everybody in my stream last night. I'm going to pose it to you. If WWE wants to go in a different direction with Punk and not put him in the main event with Seth Rollins because of this injury, Rollins mm -hmm. last night mentioned, doctors are telling me with surgery I'm going to be out three to four months. Does WWE drop the title? Because if Rollins needs surgery, I don't know why he wouldn't elect to get surgery. They're not going to have him wrestle uh, fucking th this amount of time with 60% health. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't elect to get surgery for him. My, my wife laughed at that because we were sitting, uh, like, finishing up dinner. I had a late start to Monday Night Raw. I think I started an hour, an hour after it started. And my wife heard what Seth said yeah. about his injury, and then I told her what it was, and she was like, that's not three to four months. She's like, that's at least five to six if well, he's getting surgery today. All right, well, if that's that's even that's even worse then. I mean, that's, right. uh, that's, that's huge. Uh, if he's going to WrestleMania and he's going to defend that championship – 
Is it likely that WWE pivots away from Punk and Rollins, waits to do the match when he's 100% healthy? Because does Punk deserve to be gifted the world championship because Rollins is hurt? I don't think so. If they really want to, no. if they really want to crown a world champion here, why give it to someone who just got here, skipping Gunther in line because Rollins was hurt and that was the main event that you opted to go with? Now I say this because if you're going to drop the title, then why not give it to somebody that truly has earned it and truly deserves it? Are we looking at a Rollins Gunther main event at WrestleMania and we crown Gunther instead of Punk? No. Um, I think what they did last night was basically just give another wrinkle into the Royal Rumble because all eyes are on Cody and Punk, which it should be. But now there's a little caveat. Now it's Gunther. And Gunther is basically telling Seth, like, I smell the blood in the water and I'm a shark here. I think Gunther is on a path to take on Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I think that will be clearer soon. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're, they're, um, I don't think they're, they're taking their eyes off that. I think they're staying with that. I don't think they're, you know, going against that plan. I think they'll WWE will do Gunther and Brock. And what this basically is doing is letting everybody know that Gunther has his eyes set on bigger and better things. And that is the world heavyweight championship, not the intercontinental championship that's currently on his shoulder and waist. What this also does is it bought Seth Rollins some time. And I think that's what WWE intended. Seth wasn't going to work the rumble. It seems so why not give him the time, give him a couple more weeks. We'll see what happens. I think Saturday will be very, very telling on how Seth's WrestleMania plans go by who wins the Royal Rumble. If Punk wins that Rumble, then maybe Seth is starting rehab or got the surgery and is going to, you know, really put the pedal to the metal and get his ass to WrestleMania. I think it's a risk. I don't think WWE is willing to take that risk. If it was up to the performer, obviously Seth goes out and does what he needs to do and has the match at WrestleMania. But you know, those days are long done where Shawn Michaels could pop some pain pills with a bad back and get in there against Austin. Uh, I, I just have a funny feeling that the Royal Rumble will be very telling on what Seth Rollins' future holds with that World Heavyweight Championship. Does WWE uh, play up the fact of this injury? Is, is it a pot? I and mean, we all know Rollins is injured. I mean, it's not a, mm -hmm. it's not a fucking gimmick or, uh, or, or a fucking ploy here. Uh, is WWE potentially playing up the injury with Rollins and embellishing on how bad it really is and it might not be as worse as everybody is thinking it is? Is that a possibility here? Um, I think it's a possibility, but I I just don't see that being the reality here. I think, again, you know, a lot of fans are quick, all right, let's take the championship off of them like Priest could cash it. No, the focus, you fucking knuckleheads, is on the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So we can't, we can't um, again, you don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul with this. I've used that a couple times. That means basically like, robbing your, yourself to pay yourself or robbing somebody else to pay yourself. You don't want to do that. So basically you don't want to lessen the rumble because of a cash in by priest. And now everyone's talking about that instead of who's going to win the Royal rumble. We got to focus on the rumble. Let's get through the rumble. And then if we don't believe that Seth can make the rehab work or the injuries worse than what it's led on to be, or the actual recovery time is past WrestleMania, then we can have Damian priest cash in in a couple weeks from now, but we got to get through the rumble. Damian Priest, man, with that briefcase, I don't know where they're going to cash it in, how they're going to do it. I, I don't think he's. I think he's going to fail at a cash in, and I don't. Me too. I mean, he. he I, I posed this question last night. Is he one of the dumbest Money in the Bank briefcase holders? I mean, it, last night would have been an opportune time to just go out there with Rollins compromised with one fucking leg and, and cash in the briefcase, but they didn't do that. I mean, he's got. But that's telling. It is that's telling. telling. Because they had this match, and it was the main event: Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest, and. 
I mean, how many times did Priest try and cash in while Drew was healthy? And if he's this chicken shit heel, then he would cash. I mean, he would have been in Gunther's spot right then and there yeah. when 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 Seth was talking about how he's done this and done that. Boom, Damian Priest music hit. It 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 blends itself. It leads to the fact that we might be seeing a failed cash in by Damian Priest. So I I'm agree with you. I'm expecting that to happen, whether it happens at WrestleMania or earlier. He's not winning the world championship. And I do think that Priest and uh, the Judgment Day thing will kind of explode before we get to Mania. And I do think that Priest will be kicked out uh, and Balor will be his opponent, like we've talked about, at WrestleMania. Yeah. Again, you know, there's a couple things that I could sit here and tell you that I think are, you know, locked and loaded for WrestleMania. One of them is Gunther and Lesnar. And I think Rhea Ripley and Becky Lynch is 100% on for WrestleMania. You know, how we get there for both those matches is yet to be seen. Um, but again, I think the Royal Rumble will be very telling. Yeah. Saturday will reveal all guys. I think we'll have a lot clearer of a picture in regards to several talents going into WrestleMania. Uh, injury note on Charlotte here. Speaking of injuries, uh, Charlotte is actually going to come back faster than they will ever recommend, says Rick Flair during an interview on Busted Open Radio. He says, and I quote, I was speaking to Dr. Dugan. Uh, he's been there 30 years. Dr. Doogie Hauser? Dugan. Dr. Doogie Hauser? Is that what you said? Oh, Dugan. Got du- it. Go Dugan. D U G A N, yes. Or Dugan. You know who Doogie Hauser is? Yes, I do. All right. He said, it. Ashley is one of the top three athletes that they've ever done surgery on. Yes, Rick. Embellish, please. Thank you. He's, he's always got to say it, man. Uh, think about that. We're talking about Bo Jackson. We're, we're talking, I mean, go down the list of people, the Tommy Johns. He said, We consider her one of the top three athletes, not wrestlers to ever come through the doors. Flair then said, her recovery, she's crushing it. She's actually going to come back faster than they will ever recommend. That's unbelievable. I thought that might be one of the biggest compliments anybody could ever get. I mean, it's unfortunate that it had to come from a doctor in a hospital, but I keep telling people, man, she's a different kind of cat. Now, she's been on... You know what this is? Rick loves his daughter, okay? No shit. So that's it. Nobody's bigger, better, stronger. Listen... Ashley Charlotte is a She's a great freak wrestler. Athlete. I'm not going to sit here and tell you she's not. She, she's a great oh, no, wrestler. She's, is she overrated? She's fr- sure she is. Oh, you're an idiot. But she's <laughs> a freak athlete, and she's one of the best to ever do it, female-wise and even, you know, superstar-wise. But Rick loves his daughter, so she's the best. She's going to heal faster than anybody. She's going to be better, faster, stronger than anybody. Rick loves his daughter, and you can't hate Rick for that. I don't know. Is she is she going to be at WrestleMania? I mean, are we are we looking at a situation where Charlotte's ready for? Is she going to pull a John Cena coming back to win the Royal Rumble type deal? Well, I don't think Charlotte's going to be in the Rumble, but I think that'd be cool to see her at Mania. Yeah. So that's the, that's the latest there. If you guys were expecting Charlotte to be out till October, November, like I was, uh, she'll be back in the summer more than likely. So, uh, moving on to AEW, we got some AEW news and notes here. Um, Andrew Zarian. Our buddy Andrew Zarian put out a tweet earlier this morning amongst the chaos that was Netflix, Raw, and The Rock. And he said today on his Matt Men podcast, a source mentioned to me that it's very possible for AEW to become a cable-slash-streaming hybrid show, much like how the NBA simulcasts on TNT and Max. This would mean that Dynamite, for example, would air on Max and TBS at the same time, the NFL does this with Monday Night Football across ESPN and ABC. So Andrew Zarian alluded to earlier today what Drew just mentioned earlier in regards to... Uh, I didn't see that, but Andrew's a smart... Got yeah. a great first name, and he's a smart man. So I would if, if, if he says it, then I think we're closer than ever to seeing this happen. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't get death threats for that. So, you know. <laughs> People are morons. 
Uh, speaking of AEW and death threats, update on Mercedes here. Uh, this is the latest. Mercedes is expected to make AEW debut after finishing up acting commitments. Now, we, we've said this, that it's been imminent, although it's, un, it's not really uh, exactly clear when she's coming in and when she's finishing up these acting commitments, but the um, explanation was that she will be making her debut with All Elite Wrestling. Meltzer wrote, Monet hasn't returned and even... With all the AW rumors, and there is expectation in AW that she'll be in after finishing up some acting commitments this month. Nothing is for certain, and in some WWE circles, they believe that there is still a shot of her being in the Royal Rumble. I guess the Royal Rumble is going to be very telling. If we don't see Mercedes, then I'm pretty sure she's AEW bound 100%, but, you know, it's uh, it's up in the air. She could very well be in the Rumble, but, I mean, it doesn't really uh, go into detail, Drew, about what we've kind of expanded on here. It's just the latest in... You know, oh, here's this happening with Mercedes, and she's supposed to be done with that and then come on in. It's like something new every week. I guess anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation, but I would say that Monet is AEW bound. <laughs> yeah, I used to love that, that that catchphrase. Anything is possible in the WWF. Anything anyway. can and will happen yeah. in the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Um, The rankings. Let's talk, oh, about the, let's talk about the rankings, man. I know you got uh, your you, you chock full and loaded, man, of uh, fucking rankings, man. You're excited about this. Tony Khan's bringing back the rankings for AEW, and he tweeted his pleasure out after collision on Saturday night. But Brian Alvarez reported, and I don't really understand why this is fucking making the rounds. It's like, let's make Punk the scapegoat here because of whatever agenda we have that day. He reported that it was Punk's idea to get rid of the rankings in the first place. So let's start there. Are mm-hmm. the rankings going to make a big deal to change AEW television? I know a lot of people were like, you know, the reason why AEW kind of f- fell off is because they got rid of the rankings. I mean, the OGs love the rankings. Some people don't like them. I loved them. I thought it brought meaning to matches that Tony Khan wants to book on a whim weekly. For example, we got Adam Page versus Penta. It's going to mean something because it's going to mean who wins, who loses, who's going to be in the rankings, who's not. Swerve and Jeff Hardy, who's going to win, who's going to lose, who's going to be in the rankings, who's not. I like the sports presentation of it. I do. Do you think it's going to make a difference for AW television? Sorry, I was asleep. No. <laughs> not, not because of what you're saying. It's just like, I mean, I understand, like, you know, wins and losses should matter, but to put this giant emphasis on it, I understand this is like what separates AW from WWE. So Tony's smart to, like, hit on stuff and emphasize stuff that differentiates them from their competition in certain aspects, the continental classic this, but for me, I don't give three shits who's winning, you know, on your, your secondary shows Oh, this guy won five matches on rampage. So now he's got a TNT title shot. I don't care. What's the story. How did we get here? Why are we doing this? Like if, Hangman Page loses to Penta, then fucking Hangman Page should not be fighting for the world championship. That goes without saying. A Penta is, is is a dog, but I mean, this is this is nuts. Wins and losses have always mattered uh, in professional wrestling to a certain extent, but not like this. I I do agree with you. I do feel that it is a crutch for a lack of creativity and lack of storytelling because they're going to use that as a hey man, this is the reason why we're doing Orange Cassidy versus. Uh, Plug in random wrestler here for the international championship. Well, he's got wins. He's number one in the rankings. I'm like, all right, but what's the fucking story? 
He's won. He's won a couple matches. Win a couple matches on our secondary show. Here's your prize. Now, what? Yeah, it's like you know. Thank God, Dark is not around anymore because they were you. They were padding those standings with fucking Dark Matt. I'm like, who the fuck is this? (laughs) And like, why? Like, I didn't see them win these matches. Like, one guy's like 30 Uh, and 0. Like, what the fuck? Where did he wrestle 30 matches? I've seen him once on Dynamite in the last three months. But I, I mean, thank God we don't have that. But are you gonna stick with it? Do you have a dedicated team that's going to fucking keep this shit updated every week? Are you going to stick with it and fucking not get rid of it after six months? I got a lot of questions in regards to that, but the Continental Classic was successful. I hope that people get on board with it because I do feel like you said that it's a crutch that's going to be used to not tell stories and rely too much on wins and losses. And I don't want that. Guys who and girls who eventually get world title shots or remain world champions or get over normally are winning their matches. I just, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, you can take a loss, you know, people can take losses and still be okay. But I mean, like, this is how you, um, feel like people are going to be invested in a star because they got a couple wins. Like that, that goes without saying. Yeah. That goes without saying. I mean, is there going to be a world title ranking system? Is there going to be an international ranking system, a TNT title ranking system, a tag team title, women's title, your fucking Ant- Antilles title? Who the fuck? Well, how many fucking ranking systems you going to have? I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, how many wrestlers you got there? Somebody asked me, they're like, do you think there's going to be a Netflix championship? And I said, no. Um, but I'll say this, like I, the ranking system, you know, I thought Punk was, if he's behind it, which let's just blame Punk for everything. Yeah. I think that that was smart to a certain extent because, like, again, I think you're insulting your audience's intelligence at time where it's like, well, he's number one. And she, I, it, I get it, Tony. It differentiates you from WWE and you want to bring the sports aspect to professional wrestling. But, you know, try telling Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, that's the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs and the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, who's going to win before they go out there? And you think they're going to give you that barn burner of a game? No, I mean, so we're watching wrestling because it's an escape. Like, they're the best athletes in the world for the most part. Like, some of the best athletes in the world. I just, it's there's too much on on this ranking system. Hey, hey, Tony, you know what you needed to do, bro? Honestly, from me to you, if you're watching, if anybody's watching over there, uh, split the rosters and hire a dedicating writing staff. That's what you should do and separate both shows. That way you have a nice separate roster for both shows. You don't have an overwhelm- overwhelming roster to write for. So fucking one guy's used on one show, another guy's used on the other show. And I know I know who the fuck is on each show. And you can consolidate what you do between two separate rosters. That's the way to do it. We've been talking about that for months now. It's like, when are you going to take our advice? Because that's the one thing that's going to separate this show from how it's been the last 12 months. I don't understand Yeah, your past two Dynamites, Tony, have been very, in my opinion, have been very, very good. Yes. Um, You know, and I I thought the one from Daly's Place was good. I thought the past two weeks were good. So I, I will go the last three. I just that you're writing good television in terms of like that aspect. But yes, the the roster split, the differentiate talent, like to have that difference is huge. You need to have a collision roster and a dynamite roster and your world champion can appear on both. Yeah. And, and like you said, dynamite on Wednesday was uh, a home run show. Uh, I know we didn't talk about the hook and Samoa Joe match. I'll give you uh, the platform to talk about that that match. I loved what they did. I thought it was absolutely perfect. Everything that they did was perfect. And and, and I said, 
You know, Tony Khan sometimes takes his roster for granted, Drew, because a lot of that was, like, blown up on social media, comparing it to Mahal and Rollins, wins and losses, the reason why it's happening, because Hook is 28-1, and one, whatever the case may be. But Hook and Samoa Joe had a great match, and Tony Khan takes his roster for granted because he feels like he could get away with doing less because he knows his roster is going to always going to go out there and just deliver a banger match, and that's exactly what they did. Samoa Joe made Hook look great. Hook played his role perfectly. The environment was great. Commentary was great. The lead-up to it was great. The vignettes were great. They hit a fucking home run. More of that, I'd love to see, but it's not going to happen every week with AEW. Well, I, again, I thought the build was fantastic. I thought the opening was fantastic. The close was fantastic. The little vignettes were fantastic. But again, that can't happen week after week no. because you can't, you you don't have that those two entities colliding every week. No, you know, no pun intended. Joe, the match came off exactly how it should. Joe looked like a monster, beat the shit out of this kid. Uh, and Hook is a kid. He's a dog, but he's a kid. And, you know, got some offense, uh, kicked out of, of Joe's finisher at one, which a lot of people were upset about, I understand. But realistically, what that does was it made Joe think to himself, holy shit, got the crowd to have a reaction, like I got to beat the, the piss out of this kid, which he did. And then they focused back on, you know, Joe was dominant. Hook gave him a good run for his money. Bolt stars, you know, stayed hot. Hook is a made man now if, he, if they book him right. And they had uh, Hangman and Swerve. It looks like he hasn't slept in months, uh, you know, kind of vying for Joe's title, which, and I think it was well done, very well done. But, you know. Um, Where do they go from here with Hook now? I mean, is Hook on the show Wednesday? It's like if they don't follow up, what the fuck what? is the point yeah. of everything they did? That's, that's my problem. What are you doing with Hook on Wednesday? That's the biggest thing yeah. I'll be looking for because after his match, he should be integrated in the he show somehow. Yeah, he goes and finds Joe. Like yeah. they cross each other in the hallway. This is how I would write it. And Hook was like, I'll be back and Joe, I'll be waiting, yeah. you know, kind of like a little bit of respect. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm still coming for you. I'll be back. And Joe be like, I'll be waiting. Yeah. Joe is that type of champion where you could do that from Joe is so very marketable and believable as that champion, because he looks like somebody who would whoop your ass. Yeah. And that's, that's the difference between a believable champion and somebody who's manufactured. And Joe looks like he would whoop your ass. Uh, two little pieces of information and one on Kenny Omega, uh, diverticulitis diagnosis. Meltzer wrote that due to inflammation being so bad, he couldn't have surgery yet. Uh, this is as of last week, uh, still hasn't had surgery. The decision will be made in about seven weeks based on his healing on whether he'll need surgery or not. But if he does, that would put him out of action significantly longer. So right now we're looking at another two months. This is not even a man who's had surgery. Another two months before surgery Kenny Omega is going to be off AEW television. He may be off the duration of 2024. Yeah, I mean, I think Kenny's health is first and foremost uh, at the forefront, and that should be the most important. So, I mean, Kenny Kenny gave us the best run as AEW world champion right next to MJF, but Kenny really helped put AEW on the map and whatever time he needs to heal, let him heal because his health is his number one priority. And Will Ospreay, we will be seeing Will Ospreay very, very shortly on AEW television. He will be debuting with them in February. Uh, the latest, according to the Wrestling Observer, is that Will Ospreay is scheduled for Revolution in Greensboro and will be starting as a regular on TV in February with at least a month before he gets to Revolution. Uh, Revolution takes place on March 3rd, which will be built around Sting's retirement. What Will Ospreay does at the show uh, I don't know, but if he's in anything at that point, who gives a shit? Will Ospreay's on the show. Only makes that show that much better. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Will Ospreay is a coup for AW and their roster, and it's going to be a massive deal when he comes over there for that fan base. Um, there's no rush for Will. I mean, I don't want him rushed into AW and rushed into a title picture. Like, let uh, Will kind of, you know, carve his own path with AW. But he's a main eventer. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got on my end. Before we get to any super chats, you got anything that uh, we want to wrap up here on your end? No, I mean, you know, we kind of touched on pretty much everything. Um, I think there was one thing I wanted to talk about. I think somebody put out something about the backstage. Yeah, here it is. According to Fightful Select, um, it seemed like uh, Johnson and Cody Rhodes were hugging outside of gorilla position on Raw Day 1. Yeah. The camera crew caught that. Um, It just seems like, uh, let me see here. The Rock's promo on the show is reportedly supportive of Rhodes and what he's been doing. Sources close to Johnson said he's been a long proponent of Rhodes, even when he was in AEW. Others said they got the feeling that The Rock wasn't there to stand in the way of anything. So I ask you, like, you know, gun to your head right now, do you think The Rock stands in the way of this Cody Roman match? No. I think we get Cody Roman. Sticking to it. I mean, I I, I don't see them deviating away from that plan. I do think that with the, what The Rock said today with Stephen A. Smith, I do think that... The longer-term vision is how do we get Rock at WrestleMania to build towards that match next year at WrestleMania at 41, where, uh, what would you say, Vegas or Atlanta mm-hmm. or Minneapolis. Um, I, I do think that they wait on it. Uh, I do think that it doesn't need the championship right now. I think the first thing you do is take the title off Roman, put it on Cody, and then worry about uh, the head-of-the-table storyline with Roman and The Rock. Yeah. And we could forget the whole MJF to WWE stuff. I will say that, and you know now raw being on yeah oh it's you know people talk about everything um i will say now that there will be more of maybe an appeal for some of these characters that are over in AEW that kind of have like an edgy character who kind of uh curse and are more tv 14 than what wwe is used to i think an mjf character could work on netflix for raw if they decide to make it a little bit more edgier but mjf's not going anywhere guys sorry yeah, uh, I do think MJF ends up over there eventually, but uh, not uh, anytime soon. Let's get. Him how back. do you get him? How do you get him back in AEW? That was my last question. What do you do? How do you bring MJF back to AEW? Because that Devil storyline, I'm it's sorry, dead. it's been terrible. It's dead. I mean, the injuries just ravaged the whole storyline. Uh, I think we get Adam Cole to a point where he's the world champion. Have MJF come back, build towards that match, and build towards Adam Cole MJF when they're 100 percent healthy for the world championship. I don't know what we do with Swerve in that point, but, uh, you know, Swerve, he can give him another six months as a champion in AEW, build a, build around him for six months, and then drop the title to Adam Cole. I don't know. All right. Anyway, guys, uh, I think that's all we got as far as your news and rumors and discussion. We're going to get into the Super Chats and then get the hell out of here, man. We had almost 3,000 people in here tonight for episode 31. Thank you guys very much. Really appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up, man. We need 30 likes for 1,000 here on the stream tonight. Come on, y'all. Memberships are open. Get them on in. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Follow Drew and I on social, on X, at JD from NY206, and at Andrew Baydala on X. Also, I am on Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. And please make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below and turn on the bell for all notifications. Uh, Michael with the two. Hey, JD, are you ready for the Royal Rumble? Four days left. Yes, I am, brother. I cannot wait. Uh, Yofi with a $5 super chat. Been looking forward to this all day, so here's $5. Thank you, Yofi. Thanks, man. 
Billy Sizane with a 10. JD Andrew, you guys are the best. Happy birthday to my mom. Love you very much. Billy, happy birthday to your mom, bro. Love it. Happy birthday. We are the best. Uh, crypto and poker with a $2 super jet. Rock takes Seth's belt and unifies versus Roman at Mania. Get out. <laughs> no, no, thank you. Uh, Jamel Turney with a four ninety nine. Who, who was this? We see who's not for the people. And part timer coming in, taking a spot from people who bust their ass all year. This was a problem with Vince. Ah, uh, 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 he's not a part timer. He's on the board of directors. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. yeah. Uh, Phantom sixty seven with a five months. Thank you, man. Proud to be part of the family, TNT LFG. Thank you, Phantom, and thank you for the $100 super chat as well, brother. Yes, thank you very much. Trey, the Trillist, with the 10 months. The Rock and Roman Reigns will set up their match for Mania 41, similar to Rock and Cena, I hope. Maybe. Johnny with nine months. JD and Drew, you two, the best. Thank you, Johnny. We know. Jason, thank you for the 100, man. Appreciate it. Yes. Danny Rage, thank you for the 100, man. Appreciate both of you and your generosity. Sean Ray J with a five. If Regal not going to be on the main roster, then maybe NXT Europe. It's a possibility. We, did, we haven't heard a lot about NXT Europe at all. Maybe they've just axed the entire concept. I think Regal is leaving NXT. He was kind of that guy behind closed doors, and now I think he's going maybe to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, I, th I think SmackDown is uh, calling for Regal. Uh, I don't know what tonight entails. I have to watch and see for myself, but I do think he lands on Friday night. Uh, Paul David with the 24 months. Hey, boys, who's going to review the Super Bowl in less than three weeks? This guy over here. I'll be watching, but I don't really give a shit. Um, I'm going, with, I'm going the with the Ravens, though, to win the Super Bowl. I would love to see Lions-Ravens in the Super Bowl, but I don't think that's going to happen. I say Niners-Ravens, and I hope the Ravens win. I hope the Ravens end, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs run right now because uh, I just, I'm sick of them. Any particular reason? Are you are you not a Swifty? I don't really care about that. I just... <laughs> I see I seen you, you know, arguing with some geeks about why the camera focused on her like 27 times during the, the first half. Because you got little girls who tune into the game to watch Taylor Swift get shown on you know a football game like people are like oh. i mean my daughter is like is taylor swift gonna be on that game and i'm yeah. like she doesn't play football sweetheart she's five she doesn't get it yeah uh thank you paul david for 24 months man uh destin with a five where will the network archives land netflix there you go paul david with a ten dollar super chat love the show drew who's your super bowl picks well he just said ravens 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 uh, Phantom, thank you, brother, for the $100 in Canada. I appreciate you, man. So does Drew. Tommy with a two. Uh, Ava Rain is the new GM of NXT. Thank you, Tommy. Um, I mean, I don't know what anybody wants to uh, say about that, but here we are. Uh, Juan Lopez with the $2 Super Chat. So is The Rock now one of the bosses of Triple H? I guess so. No. I mean, he's on the board of directors, but Triple H, like... Triple H is head of again. creative, and Rock is on the board of directors. He's not going to have anything to do with what's on yeah. TV. The He'll Rock's not going to go in and be like, yeah, The Rock. I mean, his daughter is now the GM of NXT. I think that's a little like nod to him. Uh, but other than that, I mean, like Rock's not going to come in and be like, uh, hey, uh, Paul, I think we should make, uh, you know, generic jackass over there, the world champion. Yeah. Paul's going to be like, okay, fine. Do it. Yeah, no, it's not, not, nothing like that's going to happen. Uh, Edward with a 29 months. Do you think quality and consistency of Raw will be tightened up on Netflix? Thoughts about biggest format changes that could happen. Great job, JD and Drew. 
It's a good question. Go I, I, I don't think much is going to change. I think we got a new theme. We'll get a new logo. We'll get, you know, a whole new branding. Um, I do think that will get a slightly different feel. I think the production is going to change a little bit. But outside that, I don't really see much of anything changing for the show. I think the production is going to increase, you know, dramatically. I think you're going to see some 4K stuff, yeah. obviously. Um, and I, you know, I believe the marketing and the ad revenue that you'll see will be something you've never seen before because it's on a completely different platform. And I think the format could change a little bit as well. I don't think they need a full three hours, but if Netflix wants it, they'll give it to them. Uh, thank you guys for the 1,000 likes. We hit 1024. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, Matt Fugitive with a $5 super chat. Congrats to WWE and the Netflix deal. Now AEW needs to get their house in order and get the pay-per-views on Max. It's coming, bro. Let's give it some time. Yeah, AEW is up next. And you know what? Again, you a lot of fans should be happy this deal happened because with Netflix and WWE because it keeps a healthy uh, landscape for professional wrestling and sports entertainment. Now AEW can have their pie and WWE can have their pie as well. Absolutely. Uh, Destin with a 10. Where will the WWE Network... Oh, wait, we just answered that, Destin. Uh, the Archive Land Netflix. Or will it be on Peacock? It's going to be on Netflix. Peacock's got it for now until 2026, but it will land on Netflix. Uh, Mike 43 with a 2. Regal appeared on NXT TV. I think his new SmackDown PBP. Uh, I think Regal's going to end up on SmackDown, yes. Uh, I think he was just there for the night. Uh, Chris, 18 months. What's up, guys? Love and TNT Tuesdays with The Rock wanting his feed with Roman with a long build. Do you see Roman and Rock announced on Raw after Mania? Or like Drew said, I mean, we could wait till Netflix on that first show and then just build it towards uh, WrestleMania 41. I Yeah, I think if Rome, if Rock does like have an involvement in WrestleMania 40 and it's you know something where Roman does lose the championship to Cody, I think those two go face-to-face at the end of WrestleMania. But, you know, that's really still in the moment from, from Cody, too. And that's a big moment. That's that Rocky moment. So it'll be interesting to see how they book that. I, I really don't know what capacity Rock is involved at WrestleMania, but I know he's going to be involved. Uh, Edward with a 499. With Rock on the TKO board, would that impact WWE's partnership with the NFL since Rock is associated with the UFL? Uh, or are there concerns no. about conflict of interest? That's a good question. No. Mr. Unknown with a 99.99. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your generosity tonight, along with everybody else that donated some big bombs tonight. Uh, Michael Vasquez with a 20. No message. Thank you, Michael. Beyond the script. gets to Tampa. Send some more super chats. Let's go. Come on. 999 Beyond the Script. Hi, JD and Drew. Just showing my supporters to my favorite show or showing support to my favorite show on Tuesday night. Tell Jesse Thunder Rosa says hi. Love y'all and OTS for life. Thank you, Beyond the Script. Hopefully everything is all right with you and your family, brother. Yeah, I have no idea about that, whatever's going on with your family, but uh, my thoughts and prayers are with your family. Cause and effects with the $2 Super Chat. Deal affects free agency. Drew, any hope for the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, the hope for Minnesota Vikings is that Kirk Cousins doesn't go where Bill Belichick goes because uh, a lot of people here in Minnesota really don't understand how good Kirk Cousins is. So Josh Dobbs Uh, was not your answer. Well, there you go. Hopefully that was uh, the answer you're looking for. Cause and effect. Matt Fusion over the five. Does the Netflix deal mean that Vince documentary is done for? Well, we, we talked about that pretty extensively, Matt, in the show tonight. Uh, Brandon Johnson with a 499. Do you think Raw will move to Peacock in October until January? Uh, well, that was also something we discussed. It is a possibility. Drew did allude to that. Yeah, I think they want to get people um, comfortable and they want to pull it off TV so that people get, you know, uh, used to 
not having Raw in USA. Uh, Koi Stallings with a 499. If SmackDown moves from Friday, could y'all see Collision moving to Friday, Rampage move to Saturday? It's a possibility. I don't know what AEW's got planned. Right now, let's get them a TV deal and get the streaming deal for the pay-per-views. That's I mean, the- they they paid a lot of money to Sir Elton John for Saturday Night's All Right, so yeah. I don't know about that one. Uh, Guardian of Chaos with a 20. JD Andrew, always an in- interesting conversation and good insights on the business here on TNT. Any thoughts on this historic night in the WWF and its impact 40 years ago in MSG in front of 30K fans? Keep grinding. You are on a roll. What happened, uh, what happened 40 you, years ago? Thank you, Chaos. Um, I always appreciate your insight, and I know how hard you've worked in this industry and in the business, so thank you for your hard work. Um, 40 years ago, Hulkamania was born. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it was significant. I think Hulk Hogan is one of those people who, without him, we're not you know, talking about WWE, uh, WCW, or any other wrestling entity um, that it was. So, yeah. Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon's partnership was uh, one of the greatest in all of sports and entertainment. It's the reason why WWE or WWF at the point was uh, taken to the next level. And uh, I do not want to see him with one more match. So I know he cut a vignette last night. No, no, thank you. Yeah, I think I had a discussion with uh, Blake about that this morning. I think that's the new regime kind of letting these guys say what they want. Because if this was the Vince McMahon regime... He would, you know, Vince would tell, you know, Hulk, like, hey, man, we can't do that because we're misleading the fans. I think Triple H's regime is just kind of saying, yeah, go say what you want. And they're not going to give Hogan a match. Yeah. Uh, Way of Woe with a 499. Netflix just recently got all the DC movies that Max had and some other stuff. Now they got WWE. There's a reason Netflix is number one. I don't don't watch the DC stuff besides I watch the Batmans. Yeah. Just Batman for me and Spider-Man. Uh, packing heat, five dollars super chat. This may be a dumb question, but how do you think Netflix and the deal affects WWE throwing out big money for free agents? Love the show, guys. I, I think people are going to get paid. Yeah, this is a different era. People are going to get paid, big time. And the schedule is going to be for their their attractions is going to be a lighter work schedule for them. Yeah. Uh, bastard ninety seven with a four ninety nine. Michael calls one year to come up with a new one liner for the Raw open on Netflix. No more saying the longest running episodic weekly television show. Oh, I guess. I mean, it's still a weekly episodic. I mean, it's not going nowhere. The first weekly episodic streaming show in history. Yeah. Live streaming yeah. show in history. There you go. Beyond the script with a five. Hogan in the Rumble. Can he even make it to the ring? No. He will not be in the Rumble. Uh, Lucky Geo with a 499. I imagine at WrestleMania 40, the ref gets taken out. Solo steps in, starts beating down Cody. Then the Rock's music hits and helps Cody win. Bang. Cody should pin Roman clean. I mean, I, yeah, and I understand this, but the more and more I like, I think about it. Like, if they're going to go with this full-on Cody having his moment in Philadelphia, it's got to be Cody's moment. Like, The Rock could pull Solo out, yeah, or any other Bloodline member and rock bottom on the outside, but it's got to be Cody in the middle of that ring with the championship. Yeah, uh, Cody Snyder with a five-dollar super chat. Philly, 2015 Royal Rumble. Rock raises Roman's hand to Philly. 2024 WrestleMania. Rock raises Cody's hand, standing over Roman. I mean, we could see it. We could see it. Deontay with a 999. The Rock is talking about WrestleMania 41. He has stated he wants his feud with Roman to be a long-term program. Do not be surprised if WWE pivots from Minneapolis and makes 41 the first WrestleMania in London. London? The fuck out of here. It's going to Vegas. If it's not All right. If that's the case, man, we're flying first class on JetBlue. You heard it here first, folks. Jim Cornette with a 499. We missed the day in the life of JD Vlogs. I don't. Nobody wants to fucking take a look into my life. It's boring. And we need the Phil 
the fill your glass up theme back. Thank you guys. Y'all help my shitty days at work. Thank you, uh, Jim Cornette. I didn't know you were a fan. Yeah, if there was a camera on JD, you'd see him ignore my phone calls. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm fucking sleeping during the day because I don't sleep at night. Uh, TK Banks with a five. Do you think the Creed brothers got punished since we haven't seen them on TV since Brutus landed on Damian Priest's head, which Priest was visibly upset about? I, listen, man, shit happens. I don't think they were punished. They got so much upside. Management loved them. Bro, that, that finisher is dog shit. I mean. I understand it's unique. It looks but good. It's, yeah, it's unique, but it, it's reckless. New Bendy comics with 17 months. Cody, after WrestleMania, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to survive today. We celebrate our Independence Day. No, he's going to celebrate at WrestleMania with the title. Thank you for 17 months, man. Uh, Jay and Joe's World with 199. Who do you think wins the Rumble? Well, I was going back and forth between Cody and CM Punk. I'm going with Cody. Cody Rhodes. There you go. Uh, P.D. Shaw, the meat father with a 35 months. J.D. and Drew, another great show. It's, <laughs> it's for life. Thank you. Uh, the meat father. Thank you, brother. Uh, cue the content guy with a 10. What's up? Great show, fellas. This rumble could be the biggest one yet for the women. Hope Naomi shows up and has a role in WrestleMania. Also, Ravens for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Can you guys keep sending super chats and just put meat father in there so J.D. has to say meat father? <laughs> Uh, with Ben with a $5 super job, October 1st is beginning of Q4. Doesn't mean Tuesday. I don't know. I think. Shut your shut your mouth. No, I mean, he's got a point there. Yeah. But I, I do believe SmackDown said it to Tuesday. Yeah. Jace with a two. After Roman wrestles Rock, what's next for him? Hollywood. He's already in Hollywood. Daij Discs with a 199. Nick Aldis versus Roman. Regal to SmackDown. I could see Aldis versus Roman. I mean, they're going to need to line Here. up. Here. I don't know. SummerSlam? Yeah. All this, all this is going to be an in-ring performer. I think that's what they're For building sure. to. Yeah. For sure. Um, Brian Owens with 11 months. With Netflix now in play, do you think the Raw SmackDown split ends? No. No. I think we too get much money rosters. to be made. Yeah. There's too much money to be made in the splits. Yeah. Uh, the Traders Playbook with the 199. As long as the Rock vs. Roman main events, I'm good. Yeah. Wherever it will be, it's the main event. For sure. Uh, Lauren with a two. Do you think Cena will retire soon? Yes, I do. I think that there's money in a John Cena uh, chasing number 17 storyline. Uh, but how we get there, I don't know. I know Randy Orton mentioned that he wants to wrestle John Cena for the world title at a WrestleMania. I do see that being a possibility. Cena Orton, Cena Cody. Yep. And I, I kind of want to see Cena Gunther. I could see that too. That's that's something that I, uh, I probably that's my pick out of all three of those. Uh, gig worker with a two and a five. What's up, JD Drew? WWE used to have a ranking system, sorta. It was called Power Twenty Five on WWE's website, but it never got to TV as a major deal. Yeah, it was so more. It right was there. more for the marks. Yeah. Yeah, it was never on TV. Vince was like the top twenty-five. Here they are, rank number seven. No, there was never in their yeah. opening like graphic. And then Alex from Phoenix with a 199. This is the last one. Uh, imagine a WWE PLE in the Vegas sphere. I think we'll get there eventually. The logistics of that might be a little bizarre, but I think we'll get there eventually. Yeah. And these Super Chats keep coming in. Brandon James with a five. Do you think AJ Lee does a one-off at the Rumble? 49ers, 49ers win the Super Bowl. I, I, that's my prediction. I do think we see AJ Lee in the Rumble. Uh, and Elias with a 199. No, 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 no. That's Ellis. M. Oh, Ellis. I'm sorry. Ele uh, Ellis. Elias. Uh, Ellis with a 199. Meet father. Just doing this because Drew told me to do it. 
So shout out to Ellis. Ellis is a close friend of mine. He is also known in many different circles as the shocked Undertaker guy. There you go. That's Ellis Emba. Ellis, thank you, man. Uh, no more meat father on uh, TNT. Okay, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> uh, Drew, what do you uh, what do you want to close uh, with here today? What do you want? I had a lot of friends watch this, um, and they they always do. But it was nice to see them like visit, you know, text me and tell me they're watching and all that other stuff. So again. Communicate with your friends. Tell your friends you love them. Um, make sure you make time for the people that make time for you. I'm always humbled and grateful for people taking time out of their day to watch us. So thank you guys very much. And uh, just continue to be happy and healthy. Uh, Shredder's Playbook with a 199. They better we not bury Punk. He's He better be champ. They're not going to bury Punk, man. Punk is going to have a major play in everything he does in WWE. He's, he's going to be fine. Uh, guys, thank you so very much for all your support, man. We need we neared three thousand. I think we hit about three thousand tonight. Over a thousand super, uh, or, or over a thousand likes rather. Thank you for the super chats. You guys killed it tonight. Memberships, you guys killed it. Can't say anything but thank you, man. TNT continues to grow. We love doing the show for you guys, and Rumble is going to be huge, and uh, we will have content throughout the week, man. So until then, guys, thank you so very Who much. Else does three thousand live. I don't know. Nobody. Who's got it better than us, JD? I can't think of anybody. Everybody's uh, nobody. I love leaving people scratching their head as to why we got three thousand and they don't. I don't know. Maybe because we're good. We're better than you. We're better than you, and we know it. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'll see you guys later.